0: Episode 17 of the Draft Champions Podcast. We're here and we're already talking. It's already getting heated. I'm here with Mike the Mouth. And I'm also here with my co-host, Mike Curland, who's back, making his Troy Alpha return. And you know what? I'm glad he's back on this episode because he's um, he hasn't been here to, to even defend himself or um, or same thing back to Mike when we've talked about him on the air. So I'm glad that the three of us together. Like this is this is I'm, this is going to be a great episode. And Mike got uh, Kerlin. He, he's on last minute. Um, I'm I'm so excited. I'm not, I haven't even introduced um any Twitter accounts or anything like that. You know them. Um, you can follow Mike at mike underscore curlin and, and fuck you, Mike. No who cares about you. Um, <laughs> what's up? What's
1: up, being, what's up guys? being beat by a cat, from my
2: understanding. We're, th- we're three minutes into this show and I'm already it, bored it's okay over. and I'm the, I'm the guest and I'm already bored okay are you sure? that's a problem okay. that's a problem are you still a guest at this point
1: though you're on the show more than I am <laughs> well there's, there's a reason for that
2: because because he actually figured out Curland, that you were just bringing the whole damn thing down okay no, because if you look no. at this look at the look at the rankings and you look how much they've gone up look well, good, good the 27th ranked podcast up 24 spots since you started this thing 27th ranked baseball podcast I take full credit. Of course, and the, the the two most listened to shows that you've had on are who? Who've they been? Oh, I can't tell you. In the blanks. I definitely don't listen to you when you're on, but exactly. I can, t- I can, you can tell know.
1: you that as far as fantasy baseball, or fantasy sports podcasts go, my, my my personal one on the side has peaked at the, 12th, at the 12th highest ranked. So obviously, I'm doing just fine without you, Mike. I got some personal. breaking. I got some breaking news. What's the breaking? What's the
0: breaking news? I got an email today, and we actually fell like 14 spots somehow. What? yeah it's, it happens
2: <laughs> literally okay I'm, I, I, you I, I I think i don't understand it i just you found 14 spots you took too long to bring back on the show it's gonna you're gonna rock it back up once the show is released
1: it, it's just how it works just like 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 you said you, you can release any show it doesn't have to be with this idiot i'm trying to be nice now it doesn't have to be with this clown but in all seriousness you drop a show you're, you should shoot back up the rankings but you know having mike on it may or may not hurt your ranking uh ratings i mean i can't speak for it i think it's you know this is like a step below Jerry Springer when he's on, but, you know. First
2: of all, first of all, <laughs> this, this Jerry Springer, now who's yeah, dating you, themselves? You weren't even alive when Jerry Springer was on the air, number one, number one, right? Okay. I, I, go back, I go back to days of uh, with, uh, Robert Downey Jr., or Robert Downey, as, I guess, as, I guess it, was a, no, it was his father or whatever, when he did a show. Anybody remember that show? You guys don't even remember that show, do you? Hey, Robert Downey Sr.? you know, Sr., when he buddy, did a show. Your, your buddies with Bobby Downey Sr.? No, I'm not. But that was like the big shock, shocked talk show, you know, back in the day. I'm getting it right from, from back in the day. But anyway, this is, this, is, this. this, is too much. This is too much BS. We got to get right into you it. You had five. You 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 basically had five thousand. I'm one fifth of your listening. Uh, high, uh, one fifth of the listening bulk of your shows has been me on the air. Right? Does this, that count? It, well, it, it counts,
0: but really, it's not that great because you're like a fifth of our actual shows. So if you look at if you look at a,
2: <laughs> if, you, if you if you you know what pro rata is. Yeah, I understand pro rata, but we are, we are, but still, uh, the most listened to shows are been my been my shows, and this one's going to be no different because the content that I brought to the table tonight is zero is so far, so far is zero, so far okay, zero. Okay, so so with zero. that said, well, with that said look, Mike, spring, seriously, you come on the air and you spring curling on me like I'm supposed to be prepared for that ahead of time.
1: Dude, I I just kinda, I just came off <laughs> literally being bed confined for two days with a flu. I've been I've been firing <laughs> off. What is
2: is that really a sound effect? See, we have the
1: we have the audience but, in the maybe, background
2: today. So Mike, right. Mike, Mike, Mike the Mike. has brought on sound effects. Because well, we have good. no, we have no ability to use a soundboard. I got to use this eight dollar freaking sound effects thing that we have to, we have to put in there. Put the out the bucks
1: show. on that. Way to go! Anyways, you're you're more committed than I am. So Seriously though, Mike, congratulations! You are now the carrot top of fantasy baseball podcasts. No, no
2: I, I look at myself more at the unknown comic. No, no, you me. just
1: look at you just look at yourself too much. You got to stop. You got to realize you ain't that pretty, babe.
2: Well, that's why I said the unknown <laughs> comic. Do you ever, you know the do you know the unknown comic reference?
1: No, obviously. No. We'll go, pass- go
2: online. There was a show called The Gun. And go look up the unknown comic. His whole stick was having a paper bag over his head with eyes cut out of it. And he did his comedy routine with a paper oh, bag over okay. his head. That was the unknown comic back that, then. That, that was pre-Carrot ca- pre- Top as I continue to date myself and people continue to stop listening because they're 30 there's years like three,
1: There's like three generations on this podcast. Exactly. Mine, Zach's, and then yours. Exactly. You're, you're, you're like the, you're like, you are the grandfather. You're not the godfather. You're the grandfather of oh, fantasy. But-
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I am the most interesting <laughs> man in fantasy baseball today by far as we will hear is one of my great stories that i'm finally going to tell later on the show right. about movie theater brawl it's finally going to be told for our listening audience okay, okay so let's, seriously let's,
1: let's... i was gonna say zach i'm sorry i'm cutting you off because no, we've been, we're trying been to do the four, same thing i'll say it's, about, it's been about four minutes i know you guys got a little bit of crap for wasting too much time last time so let's get right into the material mike what did you want to talk about first and foremost
2: I figured I'd leave with some fantasy baseball today because, you know, obviously I I, I was told by a couple of people, one in particular, Jeff Zimmerman, that I I wasted 15 minutes of his life that he's never going to get back. So because I didn't have fantasy baseball analysis right out of the gate or fantasy baseball talk right out of the gate. So here this is I'm going to spend a few minutes right now going over some fantasy baseball observations and shout outs for the the benefit of the audience. How does that sound?
1: I that's guess it. that's fine. I don't know in all, in all seriousness. I have no idea what's going on. Okay, I, I was last. It's, one called, it's show, called Twitter.
2: So. It's called Twitter. Yes. It's like social media. I, and I mean, it. I know that now. If I've been I indoctrinated over the last year. You should get on it once in a while. I'm on it pretty frequently. Well, okay, good. Sure. Well, then, you know, you should know what's <laughs> but, going on. Then. No, I guess but what anyway. I'm trying to say is I don't
1: know what's going on with the show. So I'm just going to be honestly just giving live feedback as you go because I have no okay. idea about any
2: of this. So let's go. All right. Here we go. Can I, are you ready? This is, I'm just give you some, some shout outs and observations from my perpetual immersion in fantasy baseball on a daily basis, because basically what I do this time of year, in addition to my real life is I have my fantasy fantasy life every day is spent in merge in in immersion of fantasy baseball around the clock, mm -hmm. literally around the clock. So I listen, listening to podcasts, doing research, doing drafts. So here's a few things. So first of all, and people always criticize me that I'm tough on some of these touts in the industry and some of these experts in the industry. There are some good ones that I like, and I give credit where credit is due. And I'm going to tell any people listening, if you're spending some money out there these days, I definitely recommend that you've had some people on your show from The Athletic I think The Athletic is a superior product. There's a lot of amazing podcasts on there. I want to give a special shout out. You should be listening to Eno Saris and uh, DVR, uh, Derek Van Riper. Great fantasy analysis, Rates and Barrels, their, their podcast, love it. Yep. Uh, the the pitchers list stuff is amazing, stuff that they have on, the pitcher stuff they have on there, fantastic stuff. Highly recommend it. Great listen. It won't bore you, you know, and uh, a lot of great information there. So I want to give a little shout out to them because they, they, they do good work. See, there's me look, being nice to someone wow. in the industry. There, it's it's mind-blowing. So I'm for all of speechless. you that say that I'm not nice, you can go fuck yourselves. That I, I'm, not li- I'm not like that with everybody. <laughs> all right? So um, anyway, some other things. And, and, it, and it happened, you know, and Todd, look, Todd Zola, you know, took a little bit of a beating last, I on the on District 9 conversation about the alien talk last, last show. But he did say something interesting recently uh, that he brought up on a podcast that I want to share with everybody. And he talked about needing a sixth sense a sixth sense when it comes to not like you see dead people but you need a sixth sense you know when you are at the draft tables drafting that was one of the things that makes you a great uh, fantasy baseball uh, player high stakes for if you're going to be drafting in these drafts these high stakes drafts and when i'm talking i'm really addressing you know a certain audience that i uh, that i'm trying to touch on on high stakes and people that are playing in the NFBC or people that want to play in the NFBC, because I've had a lot of calls. This is from your show, Zach and Mike as well. And people reaching out to me on Twitter and DMing me and reaching out to me, asking more about the NFBC and getting into these drafts and going high stakes, And which is great because I think the more people that can go into the high stakes arena, the, ma- the better That can do that. And want to up their game, get away from home leagues. We all have our home leagues and we have our you know, non-serious leagues and you know things we do like a, a mock drafts, things like that. You know, to, and aspire to higher, higher things. And you know, just like when poker became big, same kind of thing. Everybody wanted to be on the World Series of Poker, right? Everybody desired to be, aspire the, to be Chris one of money maker. They wanted to be the Chris maker. They want to be the Chris Moneymaker, money you know, yeah. and which is, which I think is a huge thing that the NFPC is really missing out on. And I, now that I'm the unofficial, official uh, marketing director of the NFPC, <laughs> which they don't take advantage of, and I get a, I don't get a dime for it. But that's another story. That's a shame. But that's a shame. It's a shame. But mm-hmm. they, the thing is, what they should do is they televise these things and really focused on the personalities there, because there are other personalities that are very interesting in the NFPC. Yeah, I'm, I'm the most interesting man in the NFPC, but there are other interesting people in addition to me. That oh, you're, they should being be very, you're being on. very
0: complimentary tonight.
2: Yeah, I am. This is the kinder, gentler MT, MTM, because you know what? I have to try to appease other people in the audience. It's not my show. I'm just a guest. I, can't, I, don't, I just can't come in here and just take over and have it go the way I want it to go. I have to be considerate of the, of the hosts, right? So I'm trying to accommodate everybody here. I think it's very nice of me to do that, right? This is not what I was expecting. <laughs> All right, shut <laughs> I up. Not... All right, so anyway, <laughs> so let me, let me go into, like, so he was talking about, this is interesting, observation. I don't know if he got it from me, because I was talking about this, I think, in the first episode, uh, Zach, with you. You know, there's, there's a lot of intangibles that go into making you a great fantasy baseball player and it's not just about statistics and knowledge and knowing the player pool and 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 uh, all the data and the sabermetrics and you can have all that stuff in the world you can be the most prepared person in the world with that stuff going to a draft table but when the when the clock is on you're on the clock for a minute pick in a 15 team league and you're sitting with a bunch of sharks you really have to have that sixth sense that Bozola was talking about because a lot of there's a lot of reason why these, these guys that are the experts or cleaning the be experts or the touts that are out there are not good in the NFPC arena. And there, are, there are a few that are. There are some really great players that are out there that have made the crossover here. Understand what I'm talking about because you need to understand and be able to feel and read and sense a draft and where, where things are going and react on the fly and make these judgment calls because it's a lot of stress doing that kind of thing it takes a certain kind of personality to be able to have have a sense for a draft and see where it's going when to scrap your plan when to go to zig when people are zagging going a different direction and whatever because a lot of these people go into it with a plan and and the plan falls apart and it's and it's a shit show right so part of it is really having that sixth sense and and developing that sixth sense and you know i think 50 percent of its personality and the other 50 percent of it's acquired through drafting you know and that's my next thing you know, I think that there's not a better thing that you can possibly be doing to really build that, like draft build that NFPC muscle, so to speak, to get really great, you know, and then drafting. And I, and look, and other people have come on the show and said it. That, and even the, the latest inductee into the NFPC Hall of Fame. And I'll throw, I'll throw a little shout out there, Mark Stribro, uh, of, 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 of alias Gecko Industries on Twitter, right? And you know, he he got he will admit, just like most of us. You know, you're a crap player when you start. Most of us are, you know, and, I, and I, I pride myself that over the years that I've gotten better and better. And that's because I always want to be better. But, and then one of the best ways I do it, I draft a lot. And there's no substitute for drafting in these NFBs. So are you talking areas. about
0: real money drafting or mock drafting? Real money drafting.
2: I'm talking, the. I mean, I will do at least 15 to 20 Money drafts, and I'm not talking $10, $50. I'm not talking best ball. I'm talking the, the, the legitimate thing that's gonna when you go out when you, when you go to these main events or these high stakes events. They're all 15 team leagues in the NPC. So whether it's an ultimate or you know or a, um, a, a super or a platinum or a diamond or the with a main event, yeah. these are all these are all high stakes. The lowest lowest entry fee you're spending is 1700 bucks. So if you're gonna throw down 1700 bucks for a shot at like 7000 or whatever, I think it's the first prize is 7000 in leagues, something like that, right? You better uh, be be serious about it. Look, there are a lot of people that are millionaires. They don't give a crap. They can just show up. There's a few of those gamblers that throw some money at something and they'll just roll the dice and see what, see if they can get lucky and, and win because there is some luck in this as well. All right. But, you know, if but, uh, barring that, all right, you, you, you need to be prepared. And I think the best way to develop the sixth sense and be prepared for these drafts is do as many of them as possible in the preseason. And if I do 15 to 20 you really, by that time you're done doing that, you can sit down at any table and, and know a lot. First of all, you know a lot of the players because you draft a lot of the same players. I don't draft with any, I try to unknowns in the preseason. That's what I try to do. I try to draft with players that I know I'm going to be up against at the, at, in the live events that are some of the best players in the game. That's how you get good. Not, you not, not praying. And, you make
0: notes and need. You, uh, you remember who, dra- who drafted who at a certain point in the draft?
2: Yeah, I get you. But it's also that, that goes back to the mental thing. I, 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 have, I, I, have a, I, I feel like I have a mind like a steel trap. I, I remember everything. You know, a memory memory of of an elephant as I go to these people, I remember people's tendencies, stuff that they're like, that's just me. I don't know why it is when it comes to these things. I I just remember who people are on to, and especially if you draft them with a couple times, you get a feel for who they like, who they don't like, where they're going to take them, things like that. So that's helpful. You know, but also, you know, like I said, when you draft with the best players, even in the preseason, you know, you don't get your ass handed to you when you show up at these tables uh, to draft live, because a lot of these club people will sign up with a bunch of no name people and they will basically, yeah, they'll make some money. Oh, I want a thousand dollars because I beat, you know, you know, 12 other guys that are just 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 nobodies. But that's great. If that's what you want to do, you want to make a thousand bucks and say you did that online. Fantastic. But if you want to go out and play, get become really good, you better start drafting with people that are comparable to the ones you're going to be facing in these high stakes events. Does now, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I was actually going to ask you what I don't think I've, I don't know if anyone's ever asked you this or at least on this show, but what is your favorite like uh, event out of all these NFPC formats? My favorite event? Yeah, like which one do you play the most? Or well, which I, mean, your uh, my, look, I mean, look, my it's, 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 it's I, I'm
2: I'm biased because my favorite event is my ultimate event that I that I well, put together outside in the city. Of
1: your obvious one, I'll, you know, then, was, outside the one that you put together, then
2: you know, um, but yeah, you know, the main event is I think the it's the premier, still the premier league in yeah. NFC because it's the, the overall prize, you know, it's, uh, you know, going for that big, it's like, just like the World Series of Poker, it's, they, you know, there, there are many forms of poker you can play, but they play hold them for the World Series of Poker. and Biggest, that's bu- biggest buy-in. It. Yeah, biggest buy-in and the biggest overall prize. And then the biggest okay. buy-in, you know, is the Platinum Draft, but that's for, you know, the But so how much, just, how much is that? The 15000 so, which is like you could pay fifteen thousand bucks and and have a shot of one hundred and fifty, I think it is the first prize, or one hundred, I think it's what it is, one hundred twenty-five, something along those lines, just for just for winning that one fifteen-team league. Yeah, I don't it's know just, why I don't know why anyone, why everyone
0: does <laughs> play that. They like it's easy. <laughs>
2: Why doesn't everyone? Well, you, we, all, we know why, because obviously everybody in, the, in this industry is poor, including yourself, because you can't show up in New York even to play in a main event. You know? and, and, every, and every one of the obviously all these people in the fantasy industry that draft with no skin in the game obviously have no money either. So you think they're gonna, they can't put up 1700 for a main? You think they're going to show, show up and spend 15000 without shitting themselves? I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. So that, that's not, most of these people can't afford it. So that's the thing. To be really good at this and have $15,000 is a unique combination makes yeah. sense Double yeah. you know i can do it if i, I believe me I, I have the means to do both it's just a matter of time and the ability to get in and, and there's only limited spots and it, it, it's like it's first come first serve and they have 15 players that come back every year so it's right a first refusal and if something opens up but to try to get two platinums off the ground you know that's another story so it, um, but you it know hard, it's, it hard plat- hit, it's, hard,
0: it's hard to hit it's hard to hit them two categories and speaking of two categories it's hard to hit on five categories like that transition because we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about something else if you're done with your <laughs> shoutouts and observations. That,
2: that's that's your idea of a good transition, right there. Yeah, that that's that really was good. it. You like that? Well, I'll just yeah. any, anything to shut you up. God, man, oh. that was
1: funny. So anyway, <laughs> anyway. so there, there's your answer
2: for your uh, for Mike. For any for further guys.
0: any further shoutouts and observations that you've noticed over the past um, week or so since we've talked um, on Twitter and social media or anything else you um,
2: anything else before we transition. Well, I mean, I can go over some trends. And if you want, if you want to get the most recent trends that I've noticed coming up at this uh, draft we just did, it was a, uh, the first thirty-minute DC they had in the NFBC, which was interesting. Oh yeah, I heard about that. So I just jumped into that one. And uh, How was of course, that? there's always there's always got to be one anchor in one of these DCs that's in there. Like uh, where is he? Um,
0: it's still, is it going on right really, now?
2: What? It no, it's right? done. It's it's done. Um, you're just looking at the uh, board up on the board but anyway it's interesting because there's some really interesting things I mean just notes I took uh with like Chris people obviously uh, for whatever reason and all of a sudden having no feel of fear of Chris Sale I still see Chris Sale going way higher than and then we haven't even seen him throw one pitch in spring training and he still hasn't and he's still getting a still getting bad this guy he went the end of the second round his, wow. I think, I
1: think, I think my one share of him came in the fourth round of, of a DC. And that was because at that point I, you shoot for the overall, you know, that's a great overall type of tactic, but at the end of a second it seems like there's no real value to be had there.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, first of all, it's not even about value. It's about, you know, it's about, you know, you're, t- you're putting a lot of, a lot of stake in a player and look, I I, I like sale. Uh, I, I do. I, I just do But is he going to, is he going to be back? And we don't know yet. In, no, at this he, point, I mean, gotta, and that's, a lot to, that's a lot to roll. I mean, look, in field, 150, who cares? You just, you just jump on that and, in, a, in a draft like that, and, you know, you, you try it out if you want to. But, um, but I, I don't see people, unless he shows something in spring training, that he's got his velocity back and he's all sail like that. I mean, he's, he's devastating. He's one of the best pitchers in the game. Yeah. But if you're going to make him your ace at this point going to, you know, 2-3... So uh, I just I saw that going. And then, you know, the Luis Robert uh, um, rocketing up uh, the boards. He's already into the fifth round now. Really fifth. I can't, that, I can't get behind that either. He's out of the sixth. He's into the fifth. I think he'll probably be in the fourth the way it's going at this point.
0: He's been uh,
2: nice. close to 60. What? He's been close to round pick 60. Yeah, I mean, like I said, guys never, never swung at a pitch in a major league baseball game. Got all the time in the world. I think he's got the Vladimir Guerrero effect. You know, Vlad Guerrero, what do we hear? You know, people were drafting, what, by the second round last, by last year in some of these live events? Yep. And, and, and he was like, he, and remember, he is a generational, once in a lifetime player, whatever everybody was saying. Now, everybody's saying Robert's great. He's really talented. But are they saying he's a generational player, that he's one of the best hitters, you know, an 80 grade hitter with 80 grade power or 70 grade power? No, they're not saying that about him. So he's not going to be as good as Vladimir Guerrero. It's a stolen so, base tax. It's a speed tax. So what's, that, it, what's that, the chance? Um, and what's the chance he's going to come in here? I mean, can it be a twenty twenty guy I and mean, everything? Yeah, I guess because I think they lure the stolen bases and everybody needs to get them early and everybody's pouncing on them early. But that's a lot uh, uh, of you know rolling the dice. And yeah. I mean, it's just like Amanda is another one. You know, with that shoulder and whatever. I mean, yeah, these these guys are boom or bust. They could they could be amazing, and or they could you know really hurt you badly taking him where they're going to take him. I, I don't, I mean, I don't want to take that much risk necessarily in the top few rounds when there's Give so much me, talent. Yeah. There's so much talent hitting on the board
1: these days. Give me Tommy Pham, like at pick 75 or wherever he was going. Like that's kind of why I look at like a Tommy Pham over, over Robert all day or Robert. Robert just doesn't, he has that shiny new toy. Everybody wants him type of thing. But I've heard, I, I've read reports. I'm sure you've read the same reports that he has, he might have, If he's probably going to have issues with major league uh, breaking balls. And we got to see how he looks in spring training and all that. Cause we all know he can crush a fastball. But it's just a lot. Of, apparently, there are holes in the swing, or potential holes in the swing when it comes to that stuff. So I know it's a little more analysis like
2: it's also where is going to bat in the lineup, which <laughs> is, is another which, which is another big thing, you know. And as you go down the lineup, when he, when he is at 15 or bats per slot, you yeah. know, down the lineup over the course of a year, how many at bats is he going to get? Is he if, he, if he's playing toward the bottom, he's going to work his way up in that lineup, and that's a vastly improved lineup in Chicago, right here's Park. But I said, I mean, I like, the, I like him in many ways, but as I said before, if you're going to go into these, you got to kind of, you know, take the emotion out of it. Yeah. And I don't think I had any of the shiny new toys last year. And I had a really great year last year in the main event. And I don't think I had any one of those. My my best shiny new toy was, was hitting on Pete Alonzo in the 17th round in one of my leagues, before basically taking got, him there. At before that point.
1: he got that uh, tax.
2: Right. Before he got what?
1: The, the, the tax, like the whole he's not getting sent down type. Of, there was like a tax, like at the very end of the draft season – Tax is the wrong word. He got that um, that price increase because right before end of draft season, you saw him. Um, they said that they weren't going to send him down. You yeah, we didn't, so, gonna, we didn't know when so he was gonna. We don't know when going to do that, right? Yeah, so you were getting. Oh, him a good boy, price right prior Right prior to the. Uh, I just got a. What? I
0: just got a gift from Zoom, like our recording app. Oh, uh, I told you. Running yeah. out of t- running out of time? Question mark. We've removed the forty minute time limit on your group meeting
1: yeah that's what happens if you don't if you do the free version just so you know <laughs> that's
2: why you so to now do so now we're before. doing we're now now we're doing a, a promotional thing for Zoom that we uh, in the middle of the show well they they deserve it. they're
0: giving us a free
2: I, I would hope they're limit. giving you that much because we're talking over are we using them utilizing it for the the show right now?
0: Yeah, I yeah, know I've talked to them personally, obviously. so it's not that much of a surprise. No, I'm not shocked at all. Okay, you're not I'm, shocked about that. No, I should have told you that before. I knew that was okay. going to happen. I knew that was coming. Okay. Of... Sorry Perfect. to interrupt, but Alonzo, 17th round. Um, uh, By the way, I I loved Alonzo in every single league last year. Mike can attest to that.
1: Yeah, you were you were big. You were you hit on him and Tatis a lot because you were on them and they both. And did what and what leagues are we guy.
2: talking about here, Zach? That you hit on him? In? Well, we're like one of the leagues. Was really it your cool. Yahoo home league? What was it? What was it? Your cute little home little home league you're in? Hey, we going to start
1: somewhere, man. I don't think
0: I don't even consider
2: them homely because I don't really know. None of these people live anywhere near each other. That's they're, true. Not, you live in Canada, no one lives near each other in Canada. There's <laughs> a vast expanses of space between everybody. Me and Mike are in, Cross- in Canada. Me and Mike I live Cross- in New Jersey. Jersey. Everybody, everybody's, everybody's up each other's ass in New Jersey. We, you can't, you can't walk walk out the door. and run into somebody. In New
0: Jersey, I, if Everyone's up each other's ass, I'm surprised, you don't, you're, I'm surprised you're getting so uncomfortable when I call you babe.
2: Yeah, I, I understand that. That's why you <laughs> wanted the three-way tonight. We talked about that off the air. Okay. Yeah, That's it's what great. It's, it's great. You're right know. up your alley. I'm glad, right that, I'm, glad I'm glad there's no time limit on either on right 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 and then and, up and, and as we lose <laughs> Curland as, he, as he's cutting out for the night you know I I, oh. I, I have my <laughs> Curland my curlin so, uh, exit side of sound effect for tonight was when Curland leaves the show people will hear this he's out the door how's that <laughs> Amazing. Well,
1: on that note, I might as well make my exit. No, um, <laughs> I actually, I'm enjoying this more than I thought I would. For some reason, I actually like talking to you, and I didn't think I was going to like talking to you, but I'm enjoying this the most part so far, Mike. So don't ruin a good thing. So Let's m- keep moving. Mike,
0: me and Curlin are actually in one of the home leagues together. It's a $100 league, so it's just as much. Two of them. Two of them. Yeah, two at once, oh, yeah. dollars huh? Yeah, it's OBP and OBP quality starts. and it's it-
2: is, there, is there trading in your home league? I yes. hate it, but yes. All right, there disgust. it is. I, I, illegitimate league right there. No I hate, one cares. I
1: honestly, I never felt that way until probably this year. Until what's I, the, what's and, the
2: worst? Let me tell you something. What's the worst radio? That, when, they, when you do these fantasy baseball shows on Sirius or you hear, you know, when you have these, the worst radio possible is when they open up the phone lines that people call in and talk about their home leagues or their special teams and I'm on an eight by eight, hell only. Who gives a shit? No one cares about someone else's crap league. They don't. So it's just the worst. list. I turn off those things. It's annoying as hell. No that, one cares. I don't talk about my leagues. You know, no, no one cares about my leagues.
1: I know you uh, don't like. I know you don't like to think. I know you like to think that way. And you might be. You, there might be a, a strong, a strong group of people that feel that way. But that is the type of analysis people are looking for, and that does drive this quote-unquote industry. People want help with their home leagues because not everybody is comfortable enough to run a 15-team league for free, let alone for money. Not here's everybody the,
2: is available. Not, not everybody can even run a 12-team league Well, here's a problem. Here's a problem, Mike, okay, is that these people have to call up and explain their entire home league to you first before you can even comment on the damn thing.
1: That, right? part, that's, that part, yes. I tell people all the time. That's tedious radio.
2: It's tedious listening. No one wants to hear you explain how your whole league came to be and the, all the ins and outs of it and the rules and everything. People don't have time for that. You know, that part of thing. it, I can
1: understand. That part, okay. I can really understand. So again, you so. agree with
2: me. Once again, everybody's entitled Whoa. to my opinion, and I'm Whoa. correct. Whoa.
1: Right? Well, I'm not totally agree with you, because I, I, I guess I strongly feel that those questions are what drive this industry, industry, because everybody needs help with their specific leagues, and the more in-depth and intricate their league is, it requires that much more detail in order to give a proper answer. You just don't have the patience to deal with it. I understand that. You're not a very patient person. You're, you're always go, go, go. Sometimes it's okay to take a breath, chill, and answer someone's question that needs legitimate help. Speaking of that, we have some, we have, a, we, have
2: a, we have a mailbag today. We actually have some questions. Did you notice? Did you notice my pause right there to listen to you? What you had to say? Did I interrupt you?
1: No, because you actually seem to be respecting what I say for one, which is weird because I don't get that. I don't feel you have the same respect for Zach, so it shows that. Mm-hmm.
2: I, <laughs> Mike, I'm just Mike. I'm just humoring you because you happen to be on the show tonight. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. Well, I right appreciate
1: now. that. I, I, hey, you know what? That's more than what you do for Zach's. So. Right, a couple more. A couple about.
2: more quick observations since we got off the track here. I'm okay, just going to give okay. people for, some, You're not, for you know, done yet? Jesus. Uh, Bo Bichette, obviously everybody's favorite. This is everybody's favorite this year. Solidly now in the fourth round in every draft that I've seen Really? Oof. Fourth round. In these fifteen team leagues, that's if you want them, that's what you're gonna be getting. It looks like fourth, you're lucky if you get him early fifth. So I think it's where Bichette's gonna end up. And I don't know, for some reason, Pete Alonso has been dropping. For some reason. So I don't it's know why, a, well, but he I, I be. He, the last one I just did, he dropped. he he went to the three four turn in the fifteen team league. I haven't seen that happen once this year yet.
1: That's but, probably I, about
2: I, where he belongs. Why? Why would that be?
1: I think that's where he belongs. You really
2: think what he did last year is something he's going to repeat? I, I I cover that in the show. I'm a Mets fan, and I don't believe for one second he's necessarily going to repeat exactly what he did last year.
1: But right? so if you if you bake if you bake in that potential for regression i think that would have led his price to be where that three four turn is i think that's i think that's actually properly priced and i feel like if he ends up going there even i will have shares and i've been the biggest naysayer of drafting alonzo at his adp where it was but three four turn and a 15 teamer that's actually a solid – that's actually a good price where there's still room for potential profit. And that's all I'm looking for is value and profit potential when I'm drafting.
0: I feel that the people that are off him right now would still be off him because it's the same thing. It's, he's only going to help you in three categories, and still in the three-four turn, they're going to say no.
1: They have a game plan. Like, well, I mean, I'm, how, I'm, how, I'm how, that guy. I'm that guy. I'm telling you, Zach. I'm that guy that doesn't draft Alonzo.
2: But how how point, is he going to only help you
1: f- in three categories? Because he's going to maybe hit 260 if you're lucky? You're hoping. Well, first for of all, what, what is
2: he, what's wrong with 260 this day and age? Look at the batting average. This day and I know, and age. but you're hoping. 260's not, hurt, 260's you're, not hurting you.
1: And I understand that, but that's not his floor. You're not You're not saying, well, he can, he'll it's fall. It's not his onto. ceiling either.
2: How, how hard is he he's, he? he's only been in the league one year. How hard has he hit the ball? I mean, so you have to keep taking into consideration.
1: What? I think it's like 75th percentile off the top of my head. He's uh, actually I mean, His hard hit numbers aren't as impressive as they should be for somebody who hit 50 home runs, to be honest. It's really – that's why him and Alonso or sorry, him and Olson were really big comps for me because Olson's metrics look a lot better. But Alonso barrels – at least the ball at a better rate and all that. But it was also, like you said, he only has one year in the league. You're, ta- you're telling me he's not going to be any sophomore. Well, soft, there's to, not going to be uh, any uh, regression.
2: They're, well, like I said, there may be. But you said he's a solid, I still think, a third-round pick. And especially for first base. First base is not nearly as deep as it's been in years to come. First base has become this, this freaking fungible position all of a sudden in N M B where they just throw some guy, you know, used to be your 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 anchors were at first base, you know, for oh, years. Know. And now oh, it's like if impressive. you look at first base very closely and you go through it, you got Bellinger, you got Alonzo, and then what happens? You have Olsen and those Freeman, are the top three. Freeman, Freeman you're, what? Missing. you're missing. Freeman, Freeman, I missed. Yeah, Freeman. Okay, and then what I, I do you pers- got?
1: I personally enjoy falling back on like a Jose Abreu. I'm really big on Jose Abreu. I, look, I, I, I love the Abreu last floor. year.
2: He's another year older. There were some signs in the last year. You see, the thing is you got to get these guys, you know, when they're on their da- – when they're. I mean, you talk about missing a ceiling. Last year was Abreu's ceiling. I, I don't I don't see him going beyond that. He, but I you're I not, not him dropping him track. at a
1: price. You're still getting him at a pretty solid it's price, though. He's still
2: fifth round. See, I mean, you don't like anyone
1: late in first base? You don't think there's anyone that's like, I mean, uh, undervalued? I mean, late
2: in first base? I mean, I not, like know, after, two, after, 200, after 200. After uh, 200, I'm talking about. Let me see. I, I don't have, how are well we know these numbers? Oh, right, do, you, do, you like, do you like
0: CJ Cron? Do you like Christian Walker? Do you like um, any yeah,
2: of those I mean, guys. sure. Like, but, those like, corner, like, those, but those are corner options. I don't want them in my first base position. Okay. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I mean, if you put them at your first base position. Well, then you're not talking top. Then you're not talking out of the two. I think, you know, I think your last guy at the drop off point is after Josh Bell. So and you still got people taking you know Riz, Mancini Rizzo and Bell are going in the same area which I don't get. What about Guriel? You like, like Guriel? No, Yuli Guriel at the age of thirty was he 35, 36 35, years old? I think he's thirty five. Yeah, yeah, and you know and uh, I I I'm not I'm not a, I am i would not say I wouldn't put I wouldn't hitch my horse to Guriel this year. I was, I, mean, big I, mean,
1: on, I was big on Bell last year. I really was, so I can understand the Bell love. I just, you, saw, you, saw the, you saw the ups, you saw the downs. I think there's a happy in-between, which is the boring answer, but I think it's true. I just think what happened is you saw him get exploited. He struggled against off-speed pitches, attacked him differently, couldn't hit lefties either in comparison. I think it was lefties. And he definitely struggled versus off-speed stuff as a whole, and it kind of caught up to him.
2: I still think he's. a he better got hurt, either. but he but that was injury related. It, then he came he back and like a ball of, and then he then he started to pick it up again at the end. I was to
1: say, yeah, I remember that part. He got hurt. He did first two months were crazy good. Two, second two months were crazy bad. Got hurt, came back, started doing well, got hurt again. Something I think like Bell. I think
2: Bell's getting too much of a discount because on the Pirates and people are getting scared away. That guy, I, I think it's a you know potential forty home run. He still hasn't reached the ceiling. That guy at all.
1: You won't hear me argue that because I think I do, I, I'm a bell truther. I really do think he has that like one crazy 35-40 home run season like you are about to say. And
2: so. He's still hanging out in the seventh round, and that, but that's the whole thing. It's having that sense of when these guys are going to have their bust out years and get them going, going on the upside, getting on the upswing year. Like I use Trevor story as a perfect example. Yeah, he won me a, a ton of money. The year I was taking him in the whatever fifth, sixth, whatever round, or seventh round, I don't know how late I was getting him. The year, you know, that, the, that he was coming back from those injuries and he was Years healthy, supposed whatever. And he, went, and he went insane. Now he's a first round pick. That's when you want to get story. You know, guys like that can win your leagues. Guys like you just, you want to find who are those guys you're going to jump on now, right? This year, they're going to have their blow up year. Those are the ones you get before, before and, and, as opposed to the ones when they have their blow out year and they fall up and they just crash and burn.
1: I do,
0: I do, I do think you have a good point on Bell though, because everyone's all over Chris Davis for rebounding from that injury, but no one's talking about Chris um, uh, Bell like that.
1: Chris, yeah. Bell, Josh Bell. He's a Chris. Oh no, sorry. Chris. I know. I actually, I know a
0: guy named Chris Bell, so I said that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, Josh Bell, but that that goes back to taking Alonzo in the third round. I just can't see the like the the reasoning, like the the argument, of what you're trying to find these players at that value and so to speak. I don't see that. In Alonzo in the third round, I see that in Olson in the fifth round, who's now creeping to the fourth round. So that's where the it's starting to get priced out. But I still think Alonzo and Olson should be pretty
2: much back to back. Well, they're pretty because, much they're, yeah. I understand. I that. think it, I they're, think they're, I think this is I
0: think this is an excellent topic to touch on because uh, and I've talked and we've talked about this with several people. Um, players that you get great value on last year does it make is it harder to draft them again this year because you're not getting oh, for so sure much? because you feel like have you tapped that well completely have you juiced the order completely or is there more to come examples
2: examples well, of, a, it depends um, on the player but you also have to think about like, you know an Acuna like, Acuna or Acuna you, you I mean guys that got a ton of value out of Acuna you know say I hate using the word value but Acuna Soto guys like that. Not
0: going to be Fla- a Fla- Flaherty, like a, Flaherty and Rendon, are great examples of that because they're going like in the second round now, and like that all has to almost be exhaustive of their value.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not drafting Flaherty in the second round more than likely either. my I mean, I Zach just knows. I half a, season, half a season, half a season. I want to see. Notice him me more. not saying anything. Jack
1: <laughs> right? loves them
2: like me. And we'll loves, game love ball him. them all. You love them all you want, but I, I can tell you, other pitchers, I'd rather have in the second round. out had a Flaherty. If, if that was the case. So, and you know, so I'm not. And, and the other thing with Rendon again, talk about peak years. Do you, you talk, you're, you're worried about a fallback? You think that Rendon the, is the not, not going to have a fallback in numbers? See, so, and I go back to what I was talking about before these guys that sign these massive contracts. And I saw there was a great article about it somewhere. I think it might have been on yeah, Road Wire. I really wish I could quote it. These too. players that sign these come off these huge years, sign these massive contracts. There's been two players in recent history. That return value for their, the the greater value than when they were drafted from the when um, they signed the big contract. I think it was Scherzer and JD, JD Martinez. That was it. There was like yeah. three or four that we, they were they were worth the equal value, and there had to be like twenty that just kind of just fell off the map after the case especially, after they signed. Especially the contract.
1: first year. The big thing is apparently. I remember if I remember reading it correctly, if it was the same article, it was specifically especially that first year. The first yeah. year was like the worst year, that transition year.
2: Yeah, and 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 again and again, he's when mm. Don's going to a worse ballpark. Is he's switching leagues? I love the guy. I love the guy, but as a said better before, real life, I think. But right? I mean, so I, I, I'm not saying I'm not going to draft Rendon, but again, these are the things you have to look at when you're making this. If you, you know, when you're deciding who you're going to be, your 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 picks, you feel you're going to get the most return on investment for your first three, four, five, six picks that you make. I'm looking. I'm
0: looking at. I'm looking at the players. and looking at like I mentioned Rendon and Flaherty. I'm looking at players that really shot up the boards this year. Even Bogarts to to an extent. But I'm trying to think of like. Trying to think myself, what player do I think still has more value to gain? So the people that jumped up a lot, but and you're, you got a huge discount them on last year. Who do you think it can again get that discount? And the guy that comes to mind for myself is Ketel Marte, and I think like he's people are reluctant to draft him in the fourth round because like oh well I got him in like the 18th round last year. I'm not going to pay for the fourth round. That sort of that psychological mindset. Do you have? Uh, do you, you have a player that you think, like, yeah, gained a lot of value, or do you agree with me on that? And do uh, you have a player that would gain a lot of value that um, could still gain more value? Not just, not just return that value, but gain more. Um, I guess another guy that comes to my mind is Luis Castillo uh, for myself. I think he has a little bit, I think he has a little bit more uh, value to gain. Um, he's going in the third, fourth, back end third. Yeah, I, I, de- I,
2: I definitely feel that way about Castillo. Marte, I'm concerned about the, 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 the juice ball. Uh, and see if he's real with the juice ball. I mean, they dissed the whole thing with him. You're a bodybuilder, right? Have
0: you seen Marte's body?
2: Yeah, I don't check out guys' bodies like you do, you know, all the time. You're, you know, you're talking body. about that the first time we were on the show. We are talking about this. Yeah.
1: He's,
2: Just because hit. Of the physique doesn't mean they can hit. I mean, look, look at oh. freaking uh, Yandy Diaz. I mean, the guy's a freaking nature in a lot of ways, but he still can't hit the ball out of the bark. He's so getting no. there. He's getting there. So, but, so
1: he has to get that get that launch angle up a little bit. Yeah,
2: again, it's like theres a lot. more. But Mar- Marte it, like,
0: hits towering home runs. I don't. I'm not Marte, worried. about
2: I'm not worried. Everybody hit that. towering home runs last year. It, it's not he, just Marte. He was head. part of the. He was part of the
1: uh, fly ball revolution. He was one of those guys that altered his swing, change that raised his launch angle, and with it came the. And he also pulled the ball more. So with it, came you know, the another home run interesting
2: production. guy too that that you talk about guys that I don't think hit their ceiling yet, and I don't know why people don't believe in this guy enough is Gleber Torres, and, and I consistently see this guy. Falling into the third round. late Again, this draft, late third, end of the third, fourth round. Why? You know, the guy's multi-position eligible. And he's, a, he, he's a monster. And he's – how old is he? And he's in the Yankees lineup. How, how are you not drafting Gleber Torres? He should be a second-round pick. I
1: think, I think a lot of it. I think he is, though,
2: isn't he? He's not. I think not. a lot of it. So sometimes. We've usually seen, like,
1: we've seen him taken. Him. We've seen him it in the second, but I personally won't take him there because I think a lot of his underlying numbers suggest there's a regression to be had. And I know Yankee Stadium, plus that juice ball like he's returning, will hide a lot of that. But and obviously I think he's gonna be hitting in the middle of the lineup. But with that said, I just I don't know, man. I am concerned with his underlying numbers. Nothing in his profile suggests he should be close to that forty home run guy that well, he almost put forty last year. Like I I mean, don't get me wrong, a low thirties is still fine. But I just, I don't know. I, I'm worried about, like, you see the splits. You see how he was away from not hitting, uh, away from the Orioles. And, yes, he gets to face the Orioles again this year, but you're expecting the same type of production against them. I don't know. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of refines, I think this
2: is where, this is what I was talking about, where you, you can overanalyze a guy. And these analysts that, you know, you're, like you're talking about now, that do, they do this in the industry all the time. You you can pick apart anybody's profile and overanalyze. Oh, he's you know he's against the Orioles and he's this and he's that. And before you know, it, you're talking him out of a pick. When the guy is, is a superior player, there's there's no reason why you should be fearful of taking like Lebert Torres in a, in in a second or third round of a 15 team draft. I at the, at the beginning round.
0: of this year, like in October, I'll tell you, Mike. Mike, I told Mike, I'm like, there's one player that I'm going to be on that I think can make that jump like Bregman, and. That player was Gleyber Torres. I was thinking that in October. Now I've softened on him because of just – he's going – he is going – he's being drafted way higher than I expected because I, I'm like, oh, I can get this guy in the third round when he – when maybe he's going to be a fourth-round pick. But he, I, I think he's going higher than I thought he was going to go. So I think he's going at about the right place uh, if he's in the third round.
2: Well, if someone wants to give me Gleyber Torres at the end of the third, fourth round, I'll take them, I'll take them all day long. Well, I, don't, I don't think he's ever fine
0: to the fourth. I, I, that's, well, that's I great. could
2: have. I, did, it's just the way I, t- I was drafting 15th in this league and he was a 3-4 turn. So really? I could have easily had him put up put put the first pick in the fourth round. But that's just, and I've seen it a few times, which is ridiculous to me. But that's, you know, and the other thing is Manny Machado. You talk about a guy who signed a big contract and didn't have the best year in the entire world, but it was still a pretty amazing solid year if you look at his numbers as a third baseman there and in San Diego and people, again, still fifth, sixth round getting Manny Machado. I mean, uh, I mean, maybe is he is he is he not is he lost the, the sex appeal now because he's, he's in in a padre and remember who this guy this guy was one of the best players in the game not too long ago what happened he's only twenty seven years old he's he plays so what's the problem with Manny Machado uh, his stats last year well were his, look at his stats for third base what were his stats look at his stats I saw the went to batting he a, a little off year in batting average but that that can easily regress better look at his numbers for, th- he for th- off, third base. he had an off year
0: in stolen bases too.
2: Well, I, well, he didn't run. He but, can still run, can he? How many base? How many stolen bases? Did he I heard. I think I receptor? heard somewhere that his
0: sprint, his sprint speed actually went up.
1: Yeah. I, I think. I is, think te- 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 I, technically, yeah. I, heard, I think technically it went up from like twenty-seven point. Like I remember. I think I was the one who told because it went up. It's gone up like point one mile per hour. Like over let me let me years. let me ask you a question. So crazy,
2: can can 80 Manny 80. Machado easily hit three hundred again? Easily, no. Two ninety, two ninety, three hundred. No, it's very hard.
0: It's one of the hardest things to do hit a
2: baseball. He's done it before, though. He's done it cool. before in <laughs> the, the can he hit in the 280s can he hit in the high 280s can he can he drive in 95 to 100 runs can he can he can he steal 90 can he can he score 90 to 100 runs is he going to have you know um 10 to 10 to 12 15 stolen bases i mean he checks off all the boxes man Like what, Kevin what, what, Garnett what said, third what third base Kevin base Garnett, Garnett. Any,
0: anything's possible
2: so I mean, and again, that's what you go for in a third in a third baseman. is It's a phenomenal play, pl- and he's, you know, he's multi-position eligible too. So I don't know what this with the fear. He's a rock, so, and you know, anybody talks about oh Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo, gotta take Rizzo. He's a rock, and everything. H- how is Anthony Rizzo any more of a rock than Machado? Please tell me. Batting average. I
1: was average? gonna say this is where. Well, I like I like Machado more, and you, I've actually and Zach, I've told you, like you've seen me, I've taken Machado in a couple DCs already. Yeah, uh, in the in, that early, in the in the early fifth round, because of the multi-position eligibility, and you know what the ceiling is. You took
0: him. You took him, and I took Bryant, and I preferred Bryant, and you preferred Machado.
1: And it was just most of it. Most of it was team construction at that point. But I think Machado. I think what he's saying is that that, that ceiling Machado still offers. I think it's still there. The issue is, is that he's shown a large track record at this point. Well, not large, but a, a large enough, I should say, track record away from Camden to, to suggest that he could just not be the hitter he was when he had Camden as a home park. Covering some holes in his game, not saying that that not saying that's totally the case. We're talking his last year was that first year in that mega deal, which again goes back to another conversation we already discussed had Mike about the whole first year being a big thing with these guys and these mega deals. So I think the second year, getting his lineup around him is getting better. If you look at his numbers with runners on base and runners in scoring position, he always hits better, which is pretty which is a pretty common case for a lot of hitters. But for Machado, that could be a big difference because he's going to get Tatis back this year fully healthy. He's going to have a Fam hitting ahead of him most likely. So he's always going to like more than likely have somebody on ahead of him, to, and that should only help his numbers as well. So I think we're going to see some rebound in the batting average. I think 270-ish is realistic to expect these days, but that's 270, which
2: is a great – which yeah, is really 270, solid. 270, 270 near when the, when, the, when the average batting average is, what, 260? What
1: That's what I know. No. I'm. I'm not, This is me agreeing with you, Mike. Surprisingly, I know. Oh, shut this up! Stop agreeing, agreeing with me. You know?
2: I don't like it when you agree with me. Put put Zach well, back on. I want to talk to someone else. Well, here's the.
1: Th- I'm. I'm agreeing with you because I like Machado at his price. I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of profit potential here. And what people don't like to hear is I was comping Machado to Arenado when they were talking about Arenado getting traded because if you look at their profiles, they are very similar in their profiles. So if you took Arenado out of cores, I was saying Machado and Arenado were pretty much like very similar. And, and speaking expect, of which, an
2: Arenado fell into the second round into this league. Into the, into people, the, that's not uh, uncommon at all. People uh, are starting to overreact to
1: the whole Aronado being traded thing. People think it's still going to happen. I think that, that I don't think is I don't. I, I, it's not,
2: it. It's not. I don't think it's even that. You know, as much as he's probably not going to go anywhere. I think it's like having a disgruntled, I feel disrespected player playing on a team is going no place. That, that's that's yeah. part of the problem as well too. You know, because I don't think he's going to get out of course anytime soon. Not before the season at this point. Sounds like he's going to be playing because they're forgetting. I guess because ownership thinks again they're a, a 90-something win team apparently or whatever the way they're the way they're structured. But you know, Arenado, he, when, with that kind of you know, he's got his money. He's disgruntled and disrespected, according to what he's saying right now, and stuck in a losing team. So that that's that's where I think it is. And he talked about he, he touches four categories, not five. You know, and uh, so that's why I think he's dropping in the second round at this
1: point. Which is crazy, because I mean, that just becomes good value. I still think, I think he's going to just be himself, personally. I know he's upset, but maybe, maybe he'll play with a chip on his shoulder, like, oh, I got paid,
2: but watch this, type of thing.
0: All right, guys, let's, let's move on to some of the uh, questions we got on Twitter today. How about that?
2: And but one last observation. I see DeGrom. Oh, I my God, last one. Nice last day. one. DeGrom over Cole. DeGrom over Cole. I I'm think cool, by though. the time we do these live events, you're going to see, DeG- and we go through spring training, uh, you're going to see DeGrom being drafted ahead of Cole in the first round. Why? That's, Why? That's well, first of all, right, he's a yeah. better pitcher. Number one, yeah, you, you made like the strikeouts more for Cole. Like, you got more, like a more better strikeouts. pitcher in
0: real life or a better fantasy? In bet,
2: he's in a, in, a, in a. Well, he's also he's won the Cy Young the last two years. But no, uh, you,
0: you have to clarify: is he a better real life pitcher or a fantasy pitcher?
2: I think he. Well, I mean, other than other than the strikeouts, well, right?
0: you can't no, you can't say that other than the. Strikeouts. I mean, harder fantasy I, I,
2: for the for the ratios. And again, and you, you can't say other ball, than the strikeouts sh- and his Look at the boy. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Shut up! I can say whatever I want to fucking say. It's a free fucking country in America. I'll say whatever I want to say. So it's DeGrom, is right. in a better ballpark this year. He, he's, he, he, you know, Cole, again, first year of a massive contract, that kind of pressure, Yankee Stadium, he gives up a shit ton of home runs, you know, which are, that, that, that ballpark's unforgiving, whereas DeGrom pitching in, in Shea Stadium, the only, I mean, in City Field, the only difference is right now is that DeGrom, if they, if he's due to get runs being scored for him. It can't, be a, it can't be three years in a row. He's going to have a better lineup in that, in, in that, uh, in that ballpark he's he hasn't had a 21 season yet this is this is DeGrom's year to have the 21 season to go along with everything else he does but as far I as you
1: do. hate to agree with you again Mike like right, I actually no I've actually ranked DeGrom ahead of Cole you can check my rankings for uh, over at Fantrax like sure is that, sure done for I'm sure he's read your rankings Mike probably well, yeah i sure. he's just copying him right now no but yeah, no. I'm just <laughs> going
2: on looking I didn't even know you had anything to do with Fantrax let, let alone uh
1: yeah, no, I, I actually do I do write for fan tracks and uh, I, I I posted my rankings back in the early January for for, for pitchers and I'm updating them little by little each week. Right. But that, no one cares about that because we're talking high stakes like. and uh, rankings suck. It's but anyway the only well, time I update my rankings when I
0: talk to him the mouth because I just go off what he says. Yeah, so I yeah, so, wait for these episodes, then I just go back and
2: tweet my tweet my rankings. Yeah, you fix exactly. Them all. You fix you fix them all. You adjust them all. Correct. Yeah, so, fix, fix, fix is a good word. Yeah. So, <laughs> so
1: if you actually go back and look at them, I had to Grom. ahead of a call before call signed to, or that was after. I don't remember when call signed to the Yankees. Either way, it was right then and there around that time. And I just I think you see the Mets improving their bullpen, and that's that's been the biggest issue for for um the Grom not it hasn't been his game his skills have been there Win potential has been the issue for him and I think this year I mean maybe I'm being a little bullish because the Mets are gonna Mets you know they're gonna screw something up somehow but I'm being a little optimistic (laughs) exactly they get get in their own way better than anybody does but I I am with you on that one I think he's gonna just he's he always he's put it together two straight years he can fall off a little bit and still have the best season of any pitcher because that division's gotten easier too. They all, Rendon's out of there. I think it's um, look. I
2: think with Cole, it's just. I mean, I love him. I draft him a lot of a lot of times in the first round this year too. I think the volatility factor of what could go wrong is a lot higher than Grom. Yeah. Anybody can get injured. Forget injuries. Put injury aside. I think the volatility factor with Cole going to Yankee Stadium, pitching in that ballpark, coming off that ma- the biggest contract, I guess next to Trout. Right. It's like the like, second. It's like a massive contract that he's got, Um and. And that and that kind of pressure, you know. I I just I think Degrom is a far far you know rock solid safer pick. That I mean, and and Cole could be perfect. Okay, I, I, Mike, Mike
0: Mike the mouth. I want to, I want you to explain something to me. So, you you you're on uh, the Degrom train as the better pitcher this year versus Cole. True
2: or false? Better uh, as as far as a first. If I was going to choose now at this stage of the game, you know, yeah. in the pick for a first round pitcher pick, I would take. I might choose Degrom. Over Cole, might
0: okay because you just said that you drafted Cole several times. I,
2: I, I have earlier on, and now I'm i not in tendency if I depending upon where I'm showing up and because Cole is really getting you know bumped up sometimes fourth, fifth, sixth, you know whatever. Um, <laughs> that's and that, not, again, that's not really relevant
0: to the question where he's go, or if he's taken before you. I'm saying if you had the if you had the choice of both of
2: them, but I have the choice of both of them where I'm drafting. I think I would take to now over Cole.
0: Hmm, I'm on the Cole. I'm on the Cole side myself, but. All right.
2: I'm, I'm,
1: That's okay, we're like, splitting hairs. We're I mean, we yeah. were
2: splitting hairs. So whatever. Yeah. But anyway, go. So what do you, What do you, Let's go back. What do you want to ask about in terms of? Uh, well, we had some. We
0: had some questions that came on. Came on Twitter today. Or I'm came, waiting. Yesterday, okay. At Fantasy Baller, um, he asked, "What is the key component needed for the success in running a dental practice that would also apply to any other industry?"
2: He's a small business. Small business owner. Using a small business correlation with because uh, of because the industry that I'm in. Working in on um, in terms of how it runs, a, so give me the question again. I know that was a good question. When I saw what, it. what's the what's the key component needed for success in
0: running a dental practice that would also apply to any other industry? So maybe you can relate it to the fantasy. Well,
2: first of all, you have to understand, and this is this is the thing that in in in, in healthcare or let's say dentists or doctors, they're not business people, right? That's the, they don't understand how to run a business. That it is a business, right? So whether it's healthcare, dentistry, or let's say baseball, it's a business, right? So you, people have to, people confuse uh, under, misunderstand that there is a business element to, uh, coming into play when you do all this kind of stuff. So when you're when you're running a fantasy team, it's like you're running. It's almost like a business. You have to make certain business decisions. You know whether it's fab choices you're going to make, who you're going to cut off your roster, you're going to keep. You have to understand there's business going on behind the scenes. You just can't show up. Oh, I'm I'm just going to play baseball, or I'm going to enjoy the enjoy, enjoy this be, have it be just recreational. Like these dentists, the people that that do dentists, they they loved what they the art of what they do. But it, you just can't have a tunnel vision to the exclusion of all else, and 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 not realize, oh, why do I, why is my why is my practice failing, or or why is my team failing? Because you're not realizing that it's a business. That's the first thing you have to understand. And so when you approach, you know, the way you do work on, like for me, when I do this, this is like a business to me. You know, I mean, I I don't do it to make. This is not my sole source of income out by any stretch of the imagination. But if I'm gonna you know, do these leagues. And when I, I, I look at this like a business when I approach, when I approach these, uh, each of these leagues and I manage these teams, all right? So it's not just like, oh, this is just for fun and games and I'm just going to do it because I love watching baseball and, and, and following baseball players. No, there's a business component to it now. I have an investment in this business, a lot of money invested in this business and I want to get proper ROI, say doctors don't even realize when they do their business, they don't look at their return on investment they they wait till the accountant gives them the bad news at the end of their at the end of the year and go oh shit this is how bad this is how bad it is or, this is how bad I got screwed over by insurance this year that's what they do they don't they they have to say, it's like reactive after the fact now what am I going to do can't same thing with managing your team you can't you can't look at it that way you have to go into it if you're going to invest this kind of money into this into this venture even if it's a hobby and and you and you're going to play at this level you better you better look at it like it's an investment and looking and and getting doing everything you possibly can to get the best return on investment from it excellent soundbite. On to the next question let's go next
0: question. <laughs> yeah next one well you you're the expert you're the small business expert so i can't I can't argue with you. On when it that. comes am, to that,
2: when it when it I, comes to that industry, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I've done it for twenty five years, so I. You've I been, you've been
0: me some advice on our podcast, how to how to. How I,
2: I, and I and I and I can see you're not taking it, you know, because if you took it more, you'd be even higher ranked would you do, But you know, you you're, you're what, moving what, in the what, right what direction. What specific, I, what,
0: what specific piece of advice did you give?
2: About marketing and how you promote and 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 giving everything the proper exploitation. I've mean, I've been doing a lot of marketing on my own just for you. Look at and 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 it's bumping up your. When you first told me how many people were listening to the second show. Look where it was, and a week later, now look where it is. Right? Are you sure? It's, it's
1: just not, you know, getting getting the rounds. You know, just the fact that he's been doing it consistently for a few weeks now. Maybe that's Mike. The what you have to success. learn about Mike?
2: Whenever I'm involved in something, it all has to do with it me. Tanks. Yeah. I take I take full credit for everything that happens. So if, oh, it's, if it's going positive, it's about me. If it's tanking, it's all Zach and your fault. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> That, watch- that,
0: that makes sense because what, we're at like about 500 listens for the, each of the shows, give or take, uh, that you, yeah. you've done on here so far. And this right. is we're not, we're not that far into it. We're like in the 16th episode. Now you have a show called The Dental Road Warrior on YouTube that's in your like 78th episode and you only have 199 views on it. So... Do the math for me. People, on that one.
2: people, baby, people are listening to it. They're not. They they listen. They don't just watch it on YouTube. It's not a visual thing. They're not meant to be a visual thing. They listen to it's the audio. They listen to it. I get thousands and thousands of views uh, through via Facebook and other other followers doing that way, not just going through YouTube. Yeah, if people went to right to YouTube to watch it. It's a different story. But you can't go by that because there's there's multiple ways to access that show in my industry. So I get thousands. Maybe we need uh, maybe we need, uh,
0: more, maybe we need, need more ways to access our show.
2: Hey yeah, Zach, you, I just hear you.
1: excuses, man.
2: <laughs> if you're gonna make up some if you're gonna make up some kind of bullshit common correlation, I'm gonna talk call you on it. It's not the same thing. You have one dude, way if you to the show. Mike. This right? is
1: what, this is, it's just it's fun to get rise out of you once in a while. You're always you're Mike the mouth. You're the one who always give, give, give. It's fun to it's fun to give it back to you once in a while, man. You don't need to get upset. He knows. He knows. <laughs> I don't know. I feel I feel the need to apologize. Like I hurt his feelings. I'm sorry, babe. You can
2: you can't hurt my feelings, man.
1: You know, I'm you know, I'm is, I'm let me it. let,
2: me, let, let me take a little let me take a little side side thing I, I want to bring up too that I, I I didn't bring up before, right? Because there's a, there's this annoying trend going on right now. I don't know if you've seen this Zach on on Twitter. You know mainly uh you know about this complaint. I think that um, Howard Bender wrote something about this. there you know about how did you see the tweet that he put out there? I, I, might, have, I, I might have, but nothing's ringing a bell. think nothing's ringing I a either. bell. No, you didn't you didn't. Uh, uh, well, if you mentioned it, I might remember. Well, he wrote. He, he basically he basically wrote down that um, there was a, what was a tweet that he wrote. I'm going to find it because it was really it was really interesting about um, about the uh, people ripping down people in the industry right now. New people, people are coming in the industry, ripping them down. The growth, he says he wrote he wrote this. There's a growing trend of people trying to make a name for themselves in the fantasy industry by tearing down others already established. It, it, it's an incredible and it's incredibly disappointing. Couldn't oh, even imagine trolling certain uh, people when I was trying to break in, but whatever. So bemoaning the fact that, you know, he's put himself out there. Like he's, in, he's an industry expert. He's got 39, what has he got? 39,000? 39, 39,000 followers.
1: Of, yeah, a lot of followers. Which
2: is a lot of followers, okay? Yeah. And you're complaining because you have some people that don't like you. I mean, I'm going to tell you something shocking to both of you. You're not, you're not going to believe this when I tell you this, okay? There are some people that don't like me. I know it's stunning. I know you can't believe that when you hear that I say that right? I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I, 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 can, I have 400 followers probably, but maybe almost 400 followers unless the cat's ahead of me right now. You know, it of you. <laughs> probably, probably, <laughs> I, I would say half, maybe half of them listen because they can't stand me, but, but you, you can't put yourself out there, you know, and say, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a, a, in entertainment, you know, I'm going to be in social media. I'm going to be a broadcaster, you know, but everybody's going to love me. Right. It doesn't work that way. It, it doesn't work mm-hmm. that way. If, you, if you're going to put yourself out there, take the lumps Take the criticism, take the trolling, and let it roll off your back. That's all you got to do. You know, you, 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 one of the best pieces of advice I give people, don't go around in life worrying about what other people think about you. Who gives a rat's ass what, if I criticize Howard Bender, okay, on the show, who gives a shit what I have to say, okay? Take it for what it's worth, okay? It may be in jest. I may be serious about it. You, who cares? Is you, you really, your life... You know, really, are you gonna end up in the fetal position under your desk for the day because Mike the Mouth got on here and ripped me on my show and a shit draft? Maybe I did. That might have happened.
0: I think that
2: actually might have happened. It probably did. It probably did. You. This is the problem. These people take themselves way too fucking seriously. Okay. You're you're talking. You're you're doing fantasy baseball. You're not solving world hunger or or world peace. It's fantasy baseball. Get over yourselves. It's entertainment. Okay. It's a hobby. That's all it is. Okay. When you're doing brain surgery, you can be serious. If you're going to get on a podcast and worry about people being critical of you and making fun of you or or trolling you, then don't do it. You don't do it.
1: Can I be honest? Yeah, be honest. I mean, you you probably appreciate honesty. Of course I do. Well, yeah. And the first time, and I'll put myself out there because I'm actually the first one to be pretty hypercritical of myself. The first time I heard you speak about me, I got pretty fresh. I can't even say the word I got pretty pissed off actually right, I, was like, right. Dude, I was like who the hell is this guy coming at me that I never even spoke to and I was like, like Zach I can't I was like Zach I can't I couldn't I was like I can't listen to this episode what the hell is this guy doing talking about me like this like, this is bullshit like what the hell is going on
0: right right that's, okay. I wanted, that's one of the reasons I wanted you to, you to come on today. Mike.
1: Let and Mike I, finish. But, the, but but then I realize I'm like, this is just who he is. He's just a dick. Like he just plays the part really well. Granted, yeah. do you mean so some of the things you say? You mean sure, but you're not trying to hide behind that either. So sometimes it's hard to read which way you're going with it. Like that part, maybe I don't know if you care if you want to clarify that. But there are times where it's hard to read which right, way you go but I feel like at this point now I've joked with you enough to realize okay for the most part you're just shooting the shit with me we're, we're screwing around it's it's all fun and games I'm right. cool with it I and I personally I was, and plus on top, after venting a little bit to Zach, I was over it. But I was I, at first, I was like, "What the hell is this guy? What did I do, to this guy? When, when, when did I- <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? The <laughs> <abuse>? <laughs> well, yeah, this they, guy deserves to This guy came on and just verbally beat me down. I wasn't even there. It was like I was just. It like, wasn't even that bad
0: compared to some of the other ones.
1: No, I know, but nothing. But Wait, but like, it got to you, you, a point where it's like I didn't know. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" But then I realized this is just who you are. You just, it's just. Yeah, yeah, you look, you have to see, you have
2: to take the, yeah, look, people that know me for real and take the source, you know, the sort. They know. Me by now, that's why, that, they, how I am and whatever. I bust people's balls, I like to have a good time, joke around, it's, not, it's really not malicious or mean-spirited, It's not. not never intention to do that. But you know, but here's the thing, if, you, if you're gonna put yourself out there, like if I'm gonna be this way and I'm gonna do these shows this way and whatever, you don't think I'm not, I, I don't think a shitstorm or criticism is gonna come my way, I, I, I'm gonna get bombarded <laughs> with, the, maybe so there'll be some negative feedback or people might say well this or that, of course it's gonna come that way. But, but again, you, you go a lot further in life, take any track in life. You could be you could be the best person in the entire world, and people don't like you. What are you gonna do about that? That's not on you. That's on them, right? So stop going around worrying about what other people think about you.
1: I was just more more or less. I think my thing was I was just more or less shocked that you came at me, and I was like. First off, what the hell did I do? Second off, I was just pissed I wasn't there to defend myself because I'm all like I'm all I'm cool with I'm cool with shit talking, but I, I want to be able to give it back, and I wasn't there, so I was like I was just taking this beating from a guy I never spoken to a day in my life, just taking this verbal beat down. I was like,
2: son of a bitch. <laughs> well, you know what? In
0: Mike's in Mike Melts defense, he verbally beats me down when I'm directly talking to him. So he yeah, does, well, no, he, I'm he an And you I'm know was- what? Like I think that I think that I think the, I think the key is like. I don't take it seriously, so what, like Mike, Mike, what Mike says, he says it in jest, but it's also it also rings true. Like he'll make fun of me for like being like bad at doing a podcast, which is kind of true, but um, I don't I don't do that for a living, so I don't take myself too seriously with this. But I think when you, and that's why me and Mike actually we do get along, um, despite oh,
1: what you might think. T- you shouldn't be telling people this because not people mm-hmm. are going to know that you get along.
0: And they know he's full of shit, anyways. But um, but the thing is, I think the people that that take it very seriously get offended by that and that's what i think that's what, Mike, what mike's saying so I think, yeah I think well guys, that's what i'm saying and but, that, but
2: i'm saying that's the problem people take isn't life serious enough that is already look at the times we live in right now at this point without getting too political okay about everything yeah. people I take will it, the, it, it, i will it, leave
1: if it gets political i don't do politics on podcasts
2: you better not do you, you, you want to avoid <laughs> that you want to have that sinkhole right right i do i you, really you do in, you live in florida right especially yep. right oh forget it. Right. But again, (laughs) people take, people take everything way too serious. And if you, if you're going to start getting serious about too serious about a game, about fantasy baseball, I mean, I have no tolerance for that whatsoever. You know, just let it roll off your back. It's a game. It's fun. And if you're going to go out there and you're going to swing out there and say, I'm, I know my shit and I know this and I'm wonderful. I'm great. And I'm going to be an expert. Well, guess what? Take your lunch with it as well, too. When someone's critical of you, it's not the end of the damn world. Okay? No, one's, no, no, one's, no one's, you know, flushed your, head, your dog down the toilet. It's not that bad. It really isn't. So just get over yourselves <laughs> with this whole thing. I'm tired of the whining and the bitching about these people in the industry. Oh, these people going out and making fun. of But that's what you're, you're asking for it. It happens. It's part, it comes with the territory. That's what you do. You know, that's what you do. Well, that's so just, not that's you know your that,
1: that's I was person not my style, but that's yours. And people have to know that's just how you are. Who but there's you some are.
2: people that are like that, right? There's some people that are that are, and there's some people that are nice to your face. That are that'll are, that'll are, never you know say a negative thing to you, and they'll smile on your face, and then they'll go behind your back and say stuff. Would you yeah, rather well, have someone else you to part, your face? That part that part
1: that part drives me crazy. I mean, I haven't met anybody like that personally, but then again, how would I
2: know? So be, exactly, <laughs> but be genuine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Either be a genuine asshole or be genuinely good to people, be, be genuine, whatever you're doing. Right. But I don't, I like I don't purposely try to do that. I
1: like the thing, I, th- I like think I'm both. I like to think that I'm like, w- when I'm being nice to somebody, when I have a guest on my podcast or wherever on this podcast, I will treat you with the most, utmost respect. But then when you disrespect me and like actually mean it, unlike you, like, even though you, know, you want to act like a hard ass. You really are a big softy. It's okay. We can, we, can, we've, we, we turned on that wall already. <laughs> yeah. I know I you're know. a big, you're a big teddy bear, man. Yeah. I knew you are the uh, teddy
2: bear. See, there it is. See, you know, you got it all figured out.
1: Well, you know, if, if it wasn't, if it was, if it take all the silicone out of your, you know, out of your muscles. You can leave now. That, you, you, can, you can exit the show now. So we're, we're ready
2: for you. There that's, is. Your, that, oh, that's your God. key. Out of the you, can, you can leave now. That's my cue. my cue. This guy
0: has really right. gone to not knowing how to work a microphone to the most advanced technological um, instrument I've ever heard just right
1: yeah now. we i don't use soundboards either and he over here he's over here putting down like i bought this eight dollar thing and i did you call him soundboardsy? like is that his nickname sound sound, boards, sound, soundboards
2: soundboards.com soundboards got a great sound i have tons of soundboards from the shows i used to in the past
0: no i want to call so, you soundboard soundboard
2: soundboard are we so going to go on to the next thing you're talking about now yeah, let's, you? let's okay. move on let's move on. Yes. So, I I you, you've actually already got hit on this
0: question so i think we might we might want to skip it unless you want to add to it what's the next or? one uh, by Walter McMichael, real fake Walter. What is your favorite? What is his favorite and least favorite? Not including the one he frequently appears on ours, Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I think you've answered that already.
2: Yeah, I think I, I think I I I, uh, I I I mentioned that. I told you I really loved, uh, what was it the uh,
1: Rates and Barrels was a Rates good and one. Barrels
2: is a great podcast, and um, and again I, I think that and, I, and I'll put some and I as much as I must, like, give shit to to uh, Chris Liss and Eric. I mean they do they do a show and serious it's a it's not a podcast but if they do a good job in the show it keeps you entertained enough there's enough tension there and on there and they keep it interesting enough to listen to and uh, whatever so i enjoy listening to that once in a while it's because listen i have an ongoing conflict between the two of us every year we oh that's up shocker with, and uh me and event <laughs> leads or whatever you have a so, conflict
1: with somebody no i i, I know say. it's hard it's hard to believe
0: yeah, but, you, keep, uh, you keep hitting us with all these bomb shells. you got you have a conflict with someone oh my god tell us more actually no that'll
1: be that's another hour let's move it let's keep it moving no, but like what are, what are, the, what are the questions? Actually, you when, actually, you know, forget
0: about you for a second, Mike. But actually, me and Mike were talking before the show. Now that we're giving shoutouts, and you, you actually uh, mentioned um, Zimmerman. Um, I think what uh, the article that he puts out every week is really good. I, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. The um, mind the news, Mike. Yeah. Week?
2: I'm a I'm, fan of it. I'm just saying, uh, I just want to say I'm a
0: big fan of that. That's like, it gives you some information you don't, you, you wouldn't typically no, see. I, that's I, gonna... look,
2: I, I met, I met Zimmerman for the first time because he was in my uh, main of one of my main event leagues, matter of fact, with Liss last year, you know, and he he, he you know, proceeded to get his ass completely handed to him, which was great. So I'm looking forward to hopefully him being another main event with me.
0: Okay, next we got Nathan <laughs> Coleman at Jayhawk Chalk underscore. So there's underscore, but there's not, nothing else after the underscore. Um, what is the optimal build build in a best ball ten slash twenty fives? I don't know what that means. Is it three catchers, ten pitchers, etc.? Seems like there is little data out there on the correct roster construction build.
2: You really want me to answer the ten the best ball question because you know where it's going, right? I do. All right. All right. So you, you know where it's going. So look, if you're going to play fantasy baseball don't don't play lazy man's fantasy baseball okay don't play you know kindergarten fantasy 10 team best ball i mean it, it doesn't matter draft whoever you want it's 10 team everybody's got an all-star team it's a 10 team league right i mean i understand it's some strategy the whole thing i know you want to it be it's for people that want to just set it and forget it like they and and the, and the computer does all the work fine go play it's almost you know it's like one step above fantasy football that's about on a level of, of of you know of mental challenge in terms of uh, you know playing the game. So I'm not a best ball guy. I'm sorry. I can't help with the format. You know, I'm not into it. I don't do any best ball drafts. I don't do any cut lines. I don't do any gimmicky drafts like that. I'm sorry. I'm old school, hardcore. That's what I do.
0: So to translate, you are a simpleton. It's not worth my time to answer this?
2: That you're trying to tell me that I call that guy a simpleton? See, this is yeah. what happens now. See, see now, you're, now you're putting words in my mouth now. You yeah, don't want to, you know, yeah, I did. Right? I did. If I don't, no, I don't, I don't know this person. It. I can't, I can't call one of your, your your followers a simpleton, right? If I if I if I met the guy, I had a chance to interact with him, and he was in fact a simpleton, then I would I would label him a simpleton. But okay, I don't. Know fair, fair point. Fair point.
1: I th- I think the politically correct way to answer this is we just aren't educated on that format because we don't play it. Yeah, I've never played. <laughs> <it>. What are <what, laughs> p-
2: you the, p- what, the PC I'm, police now on this show? Tr- I'm trying to be a little bit. Oh, man. Please, man. Me a break i
1: told you <laughs> I, I told you this like i genuinely try to be nice to people and this is what drives listeners and questions and stuff like that these are these, we might find these as being simple we might find these simple or we might find these formats nothing something that we don't play but to, to just disregard them as such as i think i think i
0: honestly think we owe this guy an answer like me and, I, well
1: i don't have an answer because I, I don't, don't have an that. answer i don't believe this basketball. is something this is something, first of yeah, all wait a minute hold on john why L. john you, l would be the why guy. do you
2: owe him why do you owe him anything is he is he is he paying for the show? I mean, do is he paying? If he's paying for the show, give him an answer. You know, I mean, he's not paying for that. You you are giving him free entertainment right now. You don't owe him anything. He's giving you don't free, have an answer. He's it's actually giving us question. free.
0: He's actually giving us free content. Did did you come up with the exactly. question? To, did you come up with the question to ask yourself? No. I, I, so
2: the, exactly, exactly, I have I have pages of content in front of me for the show <laughs> right now. I don't need his content on best ball. We we're, we're an hour in already. We only, we got 20 minutes left. So we got to get, you got draft. 20 minutes left. Great. Okay. Okay. Let's so we got a
0: last question here that we got today on um, Roto tricks. Um, is Nelson Cruz a bonafide fantasy baseball cheat code? Don't know what that means. Or do you think that approach will come crumbling down this year? I'd suggest that the risk is already baked into his ludicrously affordable draft price, but want to get your take PS enjoying the pod. He must
1: have yeah, well, listened to well, the last few episodes with Mike on it. If he's enjoying it. He's enjoying um, the pot.
2: He, he meant he was enjoying the pot that I'm on, Mike. And I know you're trying to steer the way from it. But that's what he was alluding to. <laughs> okay. So the, the Nelson Cruz saying? thing, is, and, I, and I think I've touched on Nelson Cruz before he hasn't found any fountain of youth. He, he, like, like, David Ortiz, whatever drugs he's using, you know, or has it's working perfectly for him and they're letting them go and whatever. Sooner or later at age, you know, age 40, you don't put those numbers up, but we've been saying that for years, you know, every year he gets one, one, one step closer to that. Right. You're right. And the seventh round is where he's going. For that kinda of, you know, for those kind of numbers, you're right. But I I am I gonna be the guy that's gonna land on him one year from the year that he finally goes off the that he goes off the deep end? Uh not me, but and especially when he's a UT when he's UT eligible only. So, you know, go draft all you want, you know, but you're not gonna see him on any of my teams. That's all I would tell you.
1: Does the UT eligible thing bother you in general or is it just specifically in this case? Because yeah. like you, you, your, Jordan Alvarez, for instance, has it, and I, that's part of the reason why I avoid him because it's so early in drafts. Personally, I know it's stupid or silly, whatever you want to call it, to look at the. I, mean, I think only, he's the one or...
2: exception to the rule. I mean, because Jordan exactly. Alvarez, we're talking about floor and ceiling. I mean, look where look what his floor was last year, and what he did, and he, I don't think he, he, where his ceiling could be is astronomical. You know or where he could possibly be. So you take you know you take you just you bite the bullet and you shove him into your utility spot in the third round at this point. You know, Nelson Cruz is, 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 again, 40 years old. And, he, and again, even, even he put up great numbers, but he was injured last year, right? And, you know, and you don't tend to get less injured and less less susceptible uh, and, uh, to dropping off as you get older. So, and who knows? What if he, what if he tests, finally get, he fails a test, or who knows what's going to happen? You know, where that, the stuff that he's taken, and he, he tears something major. I don't know. But I, I just, I'm not, I'm not, I, I believe me, I used to draft Nelson Cruz, you know, or, or years ago, and and that before you had these massive blow up numbers, but uh, but again at this age, and I just I don't know I'm I'm not one of those guys to to, to put him in there, and, uh, and and at that time, like I said, if somebody falls on my lap under the right circumstances, and I have a no choice to take but I'm not going to go out of my way to dress uh, to draft Nelson Cruz. Cool. Gotcha. Actually, I want to go back to the best ball because I want, I want to take a crack at answering that question. Oh, here we go. See, I... see, this is the prop. is another thing. This is another. This is another. Here's some more coaching for you on your podcast. You can't have any regrets. You're never going to make everybody happy. I actually
0: it, went. I I actually don't didn't know how to, how these um, best balls worked. So I went and looked while you were talking about Nelson Cruz, and it just you became an
2: expert in the last five minutes. Yeah, I, did. I, I did. I did. Okay, I did. It's,
0: it's, it's a twenty man bench, and you got. Um, it's a thirteen man roster. There's four pitchers, and then there's one of each position except there's two outfielders and there's a utility. And so he's saying, what's the optimal bench uh, construction? Now, I'm gonna. I I play the draft champions. I, I'm familiar with that. And I tend to go with four catchers there. So here, if you have 13, if you have 13 active players and one of them is a catcher, that's a certain percentage. And if you prorate that across your bench, that's one. you should have 1.5 catchers. But catchers are a less valuable, valuable position. So I would think that two catchers would be the optimal um, amount of catchers for that format because you probably want to back up your other positions more um, because um, you can get more production out of them. As for the pitchers, probably want to... Um,
1: it's points leagues as well, so don't forget that. I'm pretty sure it's a points league based deal. So yeah. pitchers get more value. So I would like to have more p- starting pitching for sure, just like a points league.
0: So if you just did the math, if you have, if you have four pitchers instead of if you had four pitchers instead of nine, um, you're just under half. So if you're if you're rostering say 20 pitchers in, in a in a DC, you're looking at 10 here. Um, um, well, not. You have 10, you have 10 less, you've 10 less bench spots, but then you only four starting pitchers. Really? Yeah. I'm, I don't know that the pitching, the pitching one is tough. See, I you wish
1: four... I knew, honestly, I wish we had a uh, John on the show, man. John does a lot of best balls. Yeah. You should ask John. Probably save the same question for next time we have John on.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to talk about labor? You want to talk about labor, right? Mike?
2: I, I was going to go to the bathroom and take a crap doing this whole time. So while you were talking about this kind of stuff, but I guess I like, cut it off just, just in time. So okay. you don't you don't you don't do this in the washroom. What
0: you don't do these podcasts while on the toilet.
2: We don't we don't call it a washroom in America. I was okay? about to say there's something. no washing going on in, in, <laughs> in the bathroom. Okay. Oh, you don't wash yourself at all in the washroom.
1: I was going to say you, yeah. your toilet's not where your showers at. I guess <laughs> you don't wash. In the- if you're using
2: the toilet to go to the toilet, okay, or crapping, you're not washing. You know, okay. until afterwards, right? It's debatable, but we, it's, don't debatable. Use that we don't use that euphemism here. Everything you just said it's, debatable. it's all debatable right now. But you, you and know. your you and your Canadian you know, euphemisms. So That's kind of funny. Man. How much time we got left in the show? Because if I don't get to my my brawl story, people are gonna have a fit. So we'll save that to the end, I guess. And we'll talk about labor. So we'll talk about labor for a few. How we much? Got, what are we taking this show to? How many got, minutes are we doing for the show? We got we got ten
0: minutes for labor. and We got five
2: minutes for your brawl. Unless five good. minutes that, that that for that well it might go a little bit over because so I'm not gonna cut that that show that. Uh, All
1: right. So let's cut labor. Let's fuck it. Let's cut
0: this right now. What we're doing. Yes. Let's, <laughs> let's cut, cut this. labor. So what it's do you want to say about labor? So talk for labor seven minutes. I don't care.
1: I don't know what did I, I was again. I was no in no part was I part of the show, so I have no idea what you're going to speak of. So I'm just feeding off whatever you. Mike, feed what you me. have to
2: understand is that your your old partner here, who's uh, unceremoniously ditched you, does very little show prep whatsoever. He sends me emails saying, "Oh, I, I have this crap baseball outline. To do something with it," and I'm supposed to come up with a show. Apparently, whereas no other guest, uh, other guest he brings on, he does that with. He just he just gives me a, sh- a sheet of paper and says, "Make something of it." That's basically well, you know what, what I get.
1: If you haven't, if you, it, honestly, if no one, if I didn't say anything, nobody would know. I had no idea what was going on tonight because I'm just a talker. I'm good right. at it. It's kind of what I do. So hey, this, is, can, this is, this is
0: going fantastic.
1: Somehow this is working and I don't understand it because I I honestly came in with this. We're going to war mindset. But we've got a long my, way. It, Mike, the mouth long said, way he, Mike well. mouth
0: said he has pages of an agenda. So I didn't think I really had to, I thought he was going to pull the weight here. And you know what, Mike, my mouth, I don't know if you've heard the expression before. When life hands you lemons, you make lemonade. So go ahead.
2: <laughs> that's 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 my big setup. That's your best thing That's, to come it. Up with. that's what you got. Go, but
0: You man.
1: roll with it,
2: yo, know, Mike.
0: Make some Mikey. Make some lemonade for me right now.
2: I got no labor.
1: I got no labor talk. I wasn't <laughs> expecting anything. I no, I haven't looked at it
0: either. I, 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 you
1: know, I, I know have you, the labor. Dra- mean, first, but first, first of
2: all, look. Here's the thing. Okay, with the, the results, the, I, I, we've talked about the labor. The labor dressman talked about ad nauseum on the radio about whatever. But the, prop, the problem with, again, goes back to these expert drafts, is that most of these people drafting are a danger to themselves and others. That's the problem, okay? Because people are going to w- look at this draft and think this is the way you should draft a team if, if, to, if, to win money in high stakes, right? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So just if you draft a team, not, not to mention the fact we got a guy in this draft, for example, Tells you, how, tells you how much they're into the draft. This is like a big industry draft. It's all hyped up big. You know, everybody meets live to do this draft, right? I think everybody's there live, aren't they? Apparently. In the, in the same, I, I
1: honestly don't know the initial list.
2: But, but how, how does like a guy like, for instance, Scott Pianowski from Yahoo Sports, one, two, three, four, five, he times out. One, two, three, four, five, six picks in, he's timing out. And he, and he, and he gets auto-picked Ben Attendee, okay? How do you time out in his draft? This tells you the level of, of how much they're into this draft. If you're going to time out, so you're either drafting remotely and something went wrong, and you should have been there, or you're there. How do you time out live if you're there? It can't be. How is that possible? Are, that someone uh, times is this out the draft?
1: Is this strictly? Is it, it,
2: it's, strictly it's a bullshit. Industry. It means nothing. It's bragging rights among the industry because again, it's a uh, fourteen team league. It's twenty nine rounds. Not 30, it's not thirty. It's not a. It's not a fifteen team league. It's not a thirty round league. You know, and they have lesser bench, and of course, there's trading, with again, different strategy doesn't
0: mean it's any. Or less it's not the
2: industry standard. The industry standard should be the NFBC standard for high stakes league if they, if they really care about that. If they're really going to play, play, you know, be experts and pur- purport to be like the big boys. And the big boys play in this day and age, credit to Greg Ambrosius. see, I didn't rip him for, for one time. He came up with the concept of a 15 team league. And that is the industry standard now in high stakes, season-long fantasy baseball. And there is no trading. There's none of that behind the back room, behind the scenes shit going on. No one cares if this draft's over. Not to mention the fact they, they do how many rounds of this league, you know, uh, and, and they walk away from it. They finish it up later. I think this one they did from start to finish maybe. But, and then they have people that just show up at this draft and obviously did no draft prep at all whatsoever. You know, they just grabbed, the, you know, they grab like a, a Sports Illustrated, and that was a that, that was level of their, their, their draft prep for the draft. Yeah, you know, like Joe Sheehan, and I say, I say Sports Illustrated, and here he is, you know, but they, but they, they just show up, and they, and they do these drafts, and you know, baseball is not like football. It takes a lot of preparation if you're going to put together a, a winning team, and they just go out and make picks like, oh, whatever, you know, and they sit here, and, they, and then everybody analyzes it on the radio as if these were, the, these are the picks to make. These are the expert way to go, and it's not the expert way to go. The expert way to go is what you see happening in the NFPC, in these high-stakes leagues. Look at those drafts. Look at some of those – the way they construct teams and the way that they do that, if they're going to win – if you're just going to look at it for entertainment and apply it to your home league or – if it by all means, go ahead, do it. But if you're out there and you're looking to play high-stakes and, and get in high-stakes – don't look at these leagues and look at them as experts because they, the way they draft and the way they do things – because, again, there's no skin in the game. There's trading. Most people don't care halfway through the season when it's done. They don't care. Right. And then again, and then my, my favorite person in this league at the end of the thing is this ES, every year she's a train wreck. They put Stefania Bell from ESPN, God love her, and they put her in this league every year. Right. And this is a woman who she, she her specialty is sports injuries. Are you familiar with her? Everybody familiar with Stefania well, Bell? I, 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 I know yes. Stefania
1: Bell from like foot, fans football stuff.
2: So. And she does freaking great work, I'm sure, because she's an expert when it comes to injuries that yeah. stick with that. Okay, I don't call and pretend, I don't get them on the radio and start talking about sports injuries to you like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Okay, that would be bullshit because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So don't show up at a fantasy draft and purport that you know what the hell, coming off a of football season and pretend you know what you're doing. Because it's apparent after six rounds or seven, she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. Apparently. Again, it makes no sense. But again, when you're drafting with these guys and you have guys like you know Juan Soto falling into the second round and you know all, all, all these things, I mean, you can tell this is not the way it's going to go in reality. In the reality of real fantasy, <laughs> that's This, not, is, if it's, this is the a fantasy fantasy. Yeah, this is the fantasy fantasy. It's not reality fantasy. It really isn't. Okay. Right. So there's my there's my rant uh, again. Rather than shredding individual teams like which I could do all day long, and and you know once again the Ray Flower strategy of don't draft any pitching, and then now uh, that, that work, we know how that works in the NFC and go on and on like that. You know, that's what you what do you, you think is going to happen. I know you picked out a couple teams you want me to go off, but I'm not. I, there's no sense we could beat that that horse all day long. Okay, good.
0: Right. Yeah, we don't we don't want to upset any, anyone at all.
1: So no,
2: we've got last thing we want to do is upset anybody. You're right.
1: Okay, yeah. let's stop there. Let's move on to your brawl story.
2: We can finish off strong. So we're gonna we're gonna anger with my story. So well, yeah, I, I, I think, you think said you, I, you've,
1: been, you've been talking it up so much. I've never heard it. I have no idea where this is coming from. So this gives a, this, gives, this right here is a perfect time. If people want to cut out, they can. They don't have to listen to you spew some BS about some story. Or people will be like, finally, we got here. We'll timestamp it so people can make sure they listen to it.
0: Yeah, Either so way, we've is it the, in, this, in both episodes so far. We've t- this, this is we've, it right we've here. We've alluded to it. Right, now, wait, 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 wait. I've alluded to it? it
2: because I told you. I, the, the, yeah. I, my life has been a quite an adventure of things that have happened True stories, thing that I've involved myself in, that I've gotten myself into over the years. And uh and and they and and this is one of the stories that you can't make this stuff up. All right. Well, so let's I, don't, do it. I don't I don't know why you're saying it's bullshit. It's not bullshit. Everything you know,
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said you I said no I said if whatever. Maybe I did say it was BS. You did say it was bullshit. Go back <laughs> go rewind the tape. I well, I will listen back. I'll listen back to this specific moment, but I'm saying whatever I was saying this BS in general, just speaking about you just spewing your stuff. You, I just think of you spewing stuff as BS. It doesn't matter. Let me, let me tell you, is, let me tell you point point one is, of the most interesting.
2: Let me tell you one of the most interesting things about radio or podcasting as a medium. Okay, is the ability to tell a good story. Right. Everybody I wanna, loves. I want to I hear, hear. I,
1: I want to hear your Everybody story, loves please. to hear a good
2: true story, don't they? One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. No, I, 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 isn't it true? Everybody likes to hear a good entertaining <laughs> story. And this story happened to me. This is going back to 1985.
1: I wasn't right? even so, born yet, dude.
2: What I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people listening to the show weren't born in 1985. But as, as I told, as I told Zach earlier, the last episode I was talking about, one of the best jobs I've ever had was working as an usher in a movie theater. Now, back in the 80s, what was really cool about that, is, like I said before, you get to—it was a very interesting job because you get to see thousands of movies over and over again for free, and 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 learn them inside now. And, and it was—it's a grand old time. So they they had this position where they made me and in their infinite wisdom. They, they they must have saw something in my leadership talents back in the day at the age of 19. That I uh, that I was basically a, a born lead, to lead ushers, uh, you know, a leader among men, among ushers. So picture people wearing the red coats. This is the day they. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that. If you go look at old pictures, they used to wear uniforms. It was like a red blazer, you know, polyester blazer, polyester black slacks, bow tie. This is how we were dressed back in the day. So
1: you okay? mean like what you see in the movies is real? Yeah, the the, the, the throwback I'm, movies yeah. where the guys are
2: dressed like nerds like that. That's how these ushers dressed. We had a we had a dress like that back in the day. Oh, that's
1: right? awesome.
2: So that's how that was real. And you had your flashlight, just look at the flashlight and the little dustpan to sweep up the popcorn on the floor and crap like wow, that. And the- <laughs> movie <laughs> oh, schedules on paper, let people know where they're going and, you know, telling people to be quiet in the theater, you know, taking people out. That was a dose with day. That was all true back in the day. But of course, this this theater, this this theater was run by a mob guy. It was a most hysterical thing. I never forget his name, Garofolo was it was it Mr. Gariff picture about a five foot five uh, uh ex-mobster drove this gigantic Eldorado Cadillac and and, and this and he would usually and what he usually would do is he could he, he would when he would drive out of the parking lot he would routinely hit other cars because he was like a small he didn't give a shit he'd back into someone else's car and just keep driving you picture animal house flashing into cars this is what he would do routinely <laughs> and wouldn't even give a shit right and he was like he was like this fearless you know guy Italian guy yelling screaming in your face and he ran that place like it was like the freaking military how we wanted it to be. So we had all these, you know, ushers, all of us trained to stand in certain places and we had to train them certain ways and manage crowd, it was all crowd control, you know, back in the day. But there was this one incident, this is when I was working there. On the a night that I was there, and it, was, it was it was like the I think it was December. It was a, it was a, it was a December, uh, I was was home on a college break and I'm working in the theater and I it was a, it was a it was snow there was like snow, it was it was starting to snow outside. So it was dead in the movie theater that night and I I'm, I'm due to break in two new ushers that night. So it's, I'm 19 years old, and I got two guys starting the, that, I to, that I have to teach the ropes of how to do things that night. One of them is this other this this kid this uh, 15 year old Italian kid, picture of the Guido kid from back in the day, right? With a, with you know uh, from uh, with the chains and he, and he always wore his sleeves rolled up to look tough and whatever. Ah, He's 15, nice. 15 years old, and an Iraqi kid, right? I'm not shitting you. This kid was off the boat from Iraq, I mean, all of 60, all, all of 60 pounds, sopping wet, you know, could barely speak English. And he's there, you know, didn't even fit in the blazer. So you, you can see this thing was hanging on him. He looked like it was three sizes too big for him. And it was, and this is before all this stuff in, in, in Iraq. This is going way back. Okay. And God was like, Iraq, where's that? You know, he's just trying to explain where he's from. Right. So it's me, this younger the little Iraqi kid, and this Italian Guido kid. Right. And we're there in the night when this, the, the theater's dead. There's nobody coming to the movie theaters because it's snowing out. No one's going to drive in the snow, right? And I'm, in, and I'm, and I'm teaching these guys, oh, this, is how you, this is how you sweep, this is how you do that. I'm in the lobby with these guys, right? And uh, out of the theater, out of one of the theaters in the back of the theater, this, this old woman comes out, and she says to me, some kids broke into the theater there, and they're making a lot of racket in the theater. You, you, can you do something about it? So something along those lines so you know back in the day people used to credit you ever try to just to try to sneak in the movie theater by like there was like exit doors at the back of the theater like emergency door, and people would like you know get, you know figure out a way to jimmy the lock and come in and they sneak in the theater to get a free movie that's what they would do so we have to remove these people routinely if they try to sneak into a movie right so i just tell these two guys i like, go oh, look this i'm going to show you i'm going to demonstrate you this is how you remove troublemakers from the movie theater just watch what i do and I'm going to show you how to get these, these 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 hooligans out of the movie theater, right? So, so I go in with my flashlight with these kids, and I walk in and And there's these three um, kids sitting together, right? And I'm like, and I and I wave to them, point them up, and they and I and I make them follow me out of the movie theater. So we walk out into the lobby, and the other two ushers are watching me, standing about ten feet away. And I'm immediately surrounded. So I, I walk out there. So I'm I'm a pretty big dude even back in the day. I, I was about six six foot back in the day. You know how to, how to start training like I do today. So I'm immediately surrounded by three Puerto Rican kids, and I, this, this applies later because they brought, up, they, they brought up the fact they're Puerto Rican. And they were the I'm pli- size. I'm, of glad it, it, I'm glad that it applies later. Okay, it applies. But if, if glad, you if picture, picture, picture Puerto Rican minions, you ever see the, the movie, the, the you know, the minion, the minions characters from the, from the movie, yeah. whatever? They were, they were maybe, they were maybe five, five and a half, if they were five and a half feet, if that. Three of them. Okay, hoodlums, and I, I'm surrounded with them, and I'm like. Uh, and they just make a circle around me, like, well, what's going on here, right? So, so I said, look, say, you're going to have to go. Don't cause any problems. I'm going to open the back door here, let you guys out, whatever. And I, and, um, you know, and I said, uh, it, it's got to go. And they said, yeah. One of the kids looks at me and goes, well, we're fucking Puerto Rican, and I don't care what you say. And, I, and my response to these kids were, well, I'm fucking Italian, and I'm not impressed. <laughs> That's what I said. So I pushed, I pushed through these kids, and I made the fatal mistake of turning my back on them. So as soon as I turn my back on him to go push the door to let him out, the back doors, some just, one of these kids just leaps up and it just cold cocks me in the side of the head. Like he just like use all his strength and I, and I just feel this fist on the side of my head. Right. So I immediately turn around. I just lost it. Like I just like that it's on. Right. So I'm in there and I, and I, and I immediately start brawling with these it's three on one. And what I didn't know is there was two other ones that had come in. that were at the candy stand. So now all of a sudden two more jump into the fray. So it's just five, Five these five of these gang bangers, and it's an all out brawl in the movie theater at this point. And I told you back then they make those little, those little barriers. I told you they make the little the holding pens with the tents of barriers are called and whatever. So it's almost like we're in a boxing ring, the three, the, 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 all of us, right? I got one, one of them has got one of them, immediately takes this kid down, the Iraqi kids on his knees, and he's, he's like drubbing him in the head with something. I don't know what he's drubbing him in the head with. He has them on the ground. The, 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 the Italian kid that I'm breaking in, he's brawling with the mother kid, and I got three guys on me right this other kid so i i and for some reason i i i haul off and hit this kid and you never in a million years you never get a good punch like that i hit him square in the nose and when i say his nose exploded his nose exploded oh i mean i'm talking blood if you saw a rocky movie like the blood was spraying everywhere like all over my jacket it was all over him it was all over and this kid goes down like i hit him i'm like whoa this is this is awesome you're getting all revved up and at that minute Okay, another kid just comes up it runs into me and it hurls me into a a, a, a freaking um, what are those? Um, the, the, the place where they have the fire extinguisher, they they're in a the glass things. So I'm, sh- I'm like, I'm through a window, like I'm shattering glass as this kid throws me into a window or whatever. I'm like, I'm yelling, somebody get some help. Give me to get some help. So meanwhile, you have people come out of these movie theaters. There's a few people and they're eating popcorn. Like, you know, the, the gifts you see today, eating popcorn. These guys, these people are watching this bullock. It's the best thing they ever saw, you know, at the time. They're all sitting there and they like, can someone please call the police, do something, whatever. And meanwhile, the candy stand manager sitting back telling all his guys, I had no ushers with me to help me that I like, stay out of this. Don't get involved. I'm like, don't get involved. We're getting our asses kicked here. It's five on, it's five on three and two of these other guys aren't doing too well. Right. So at that point, some one of the one of the other ushers at the front door, the ticket taker usher runs to the front door. He's like, Mike, Mike, what should I do? And as soon as he runs up, that kid that I blasted his nose, he just gets up off the floor. And I'm not kidding you, he punches this usher in the face that just comes up to help me. And right in the same spot, and another nose just goes, blood spraying everywhere. This kid goes down in a heap with blood everywhere all over his jacket, blood on him. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a nut house, okay, of a brawl, fight, blood, whatever. So what he didn't know during this whole brawl, which seemed like to last forever, which it wasn't probably going on that long, is that two cops, detectives from the town were cruising around. They saw through the window this brawl going on through the glass windows of the, of the theater. So they pulled up in their cruiser at that point and come in and, they, and they, the door was open enough that they could pry the door open and come b- bust it, coming in to help me out. I'm like, oh, great, the cops are here. This is fantastic, we, got, we have two 2 off-duty cops. This, this is gonna, they're gonna save our asses from this, from this brawl, right? And the minute these cops walk in, I imagine these kids start brawling with the cops. It was like, yeah, please, please. I'm like, are you people insane? They're, 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 like, they're fighting with the cops now, brawling with the police officers, like all these detectives that are in plain clothes, with guns, probably too, at the point. So so this, this whole brawl goes on and finally they, they got, you know, knees in the back, handcuffing them to the ground, you know, blood everywhere, you know, and uh, the, the one kid, they had to bandage his head because he was like, I found out he had a, was getting hit in the head with a butt of a knife. You know, they hit him with a head, with a butt of a knife. So he had these. He had a bandage his head. You know, there's the other He's getting stitched up. There's blood everywhere. I mean, people were like laid out all over the theater lobby. You know, the cop and and the, one of the cops got his finger broken because he started blowing with the cops. You don't want to break a cop's finger. That's not a that's not a happy thing. So they weren't treating him too nicely when they had him on the floor and they slamming these kids around. So they haul all of us down to the police station in a in a freaking blizzard, okay, and let, to take our statements. So picture a big room in a police station, okay, where you have all these bloodied people okay all over the police station giving statements about this brawl that just took place about whatever you know that's in there right now and i i, remember, I never distinct remembrance when I, I went into the bathroom to clean myself up before i am and like a good guido italian like i was back in the day i had, I had a crucifix ring You remember those days i don't know if you remember this thing just go look this up online like you know they, they you were you were it was like a gold ring with a crucifix on it you know like jesus on the cross on your cruise on your ring that ring was, like, embedded into my hand from punching these kids so much. My whole hand was, like, I had to pry the ring off. I had to cut it off my hand because I was, like, from punching these kids so much in, 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 during this brawl, my whole hand was cut up. I had all, it was all blood everywhere. So I'm sitting, this guy's taking a statement, and, and one of these dudes makes a fatal mistake. He starts asking me, hey, what are, did you, uh, you, he, like, asked me if I was a member of a gang, one of the, one of the, uh, the Puerto Ricans. is like, the cop goes, you don't fucking talk to him because they were really pissed these guys were fighting with them about whatever. So eventually, we, we, they took us all back to the theater after they took these statements. We found out later, every one of them was on mesc. Okay, mescaline as, as a drug, they were all on fucking mind, you know, like almost like PCP, crazy-head drug. They were all messed out of their head because they found all these drugs out of jail. An 80s drug. A mesc is an 80s drug, okay? So it's, it's, it's we, which we could all have been killed because they had knives and they, and they, and they were fighting, like no, no, it was explained why they had no brains to continue, to, to, they would just keep brawling with police officers and things <laughs> like that but the the, the, the follow up to the whole story is like i i became legendary in this theater afterwards and when it, when word got out the next day that i took on five these five gangbangers virtually by myself and lived to tell about it you know it was like the legendary story that went on forever like i you know i became like no one wanted to mess with me because he, i took on these guys and survived in these in drug induced brawl with these five puerto rican bang, gang gangbangers and every word of that story is 100% true so what do you cool. think about that story perfect shit right we'll edit the entire thing out you're gonna have the entire no you're not <laughs> the best thing, the best, the best story ever best story ever best story ever heard on the show so far kept everything good up. But no, that's I'm, all,
1: just, but- I'm just glad we left it at the end so people can honestly stop listening like i did when you started no you know you didn't mike <laughs> you you well, we the- were hanging
2: out as you, you see the entire thing and you know you were so well, the, I, good th- I, the, you, thing, the good
1: thing the good thing right now is we can
0: just we can keep going and we can talk about whatever the fuck we want to because i'm just gonna time stamp it at like, whatever like the one hour and a half mark and just say everything else
2: you can it's just nah man we did 90 we did 90 we ended a hindle, man we, we have my brawl story i have so many other stories maybe i'll tell my harry krishna abduction story next you know when, when we do our next our next show if i ever come back on the what show you should, be-
1: what you should do is at the end of every show instead of starting your sh- instead of starting off the first 15 minutes really slow end the last 15 minutes with all your stories that way people get the best of both worlds they get the fantasy baseball right away and the stories at the end i think that's what we just did that's what I'm saying. Maybe, keep this, theme, maybe th- keep this theme going. We see how it's received. See so if it's received a little better because by the end of a podcast, people might be more interested in getting a story to get them more motivated and back into listening, whereas if you start, start off the show that way, they might be more prone to fast forward to get to the baseball talk.
2: Or, they, or the flip side might be is that they might find these stories and the other entertaining stuff much more and better than hang around for it to listen to the rest of the, the content and then wait for the stories. Well, just so you, let's,
0: let's just hear me out right here. If, what if you're listening to the podcast at, at the gym and you're doing your workout and
2: your workout is about an hour and a half long? First of all, you, you think there's people that listen to this podcast as they go to a gym? Yeah, who, who who exactly? What what percentage of this listening audience actually actually works out at the gym and listen to this podcast?
0: No clue, but I I work out at the gym and I listen to baseball podcasts anyways. They can be doing their workout. And they can they can. I don't know if you ever finish with like abs or anything, and you want to get through and You want to get you want to get out of there, and you want to get.
2: Exactly. I have you know today. I did a leg workout today, and I was thinking about you know because you're asking me all these bodybuilding questions and stuff about benching, and I did a leg workout today, and did yeah. a, and I did my nine hundred my nine hundred pound leg press today, and about and about five hundred five of- hundred five hundred and so pound squats. On the squad machine today, even for my age, still well, my, but my point of my story was I was going
0: to say it's good to have the story at the end, so that it really pushes the people to get through their workout that last hard part of their workout, so they can. No,
1: get it makes people want to quit and walk out because no one wants to hear this BS. Yeah, they want to get. <laughs> they want to, they want to like. I'd rather
0: just get through this
2: last part of my workout that's really tough, and I can maybe get in my car and shut off this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> on that note, I
2: think Mike I think trying to we, Mike trying to be Mike trying to be funny. Mike, we covered trying to be funny. It doesn't go well We try to be, oh, try hey, to it. be funny. I'm not trying. I'm just don't being not
1: You just don't like it.
2: Don't try. We could, because you can diss it all you want it's gonna be, people are going to love it you're going to have the great best feedback from the story I'm telling you hey, this, is gonna, this one's going to crack 600 in no time this episode but it goes it back why be don't you go back you. to your lab and, and start marketing this stuff like you're supposed to he, you know, your, your buddy Zach here taught you like you're some kind of genius why don't you get all this shit to work with the music you know and get, like, get us so we can integrate soundboards and like video clips and I audio could, clips in the future I don't have
1: time to do that that's my problem he, he wasn't kidding when he told but, you last time yeah yeah, but, but we that, covered. Did you listen to Mike?
2: You
0: said your family's not an excuse. Mike's got many families.
2: Okay, I have. I, okay, I don't have. Whatever, but my excuse is Mike. Mike, this is good because it's a chance for you to defend yourself. Because he, he Zach, tried to make excuses for you he that did. you have no, you have no time. Okay, it's too time. So explain to me how how your how your life is so much is so busy that you have no time to do this. Go ahead, tell me.
1: Okay, well, I guess I'll break down my daily life. I'm okay, um, Okay, so I'm a firefighter paramedic by trade. So I work that's three to four shifts a week if depending on overtime. Twenty four hour shifts, I'm out I'm out of commission right there. Three days a week minimum.
2: So I I'm stop right there. I I give you great credit and props for doing that. I think it's an honorable career. Matter of fact, I have family that lives in Florida and they work in the fire department and do paramed- and they do paramedic work as well too, as a matter of fact, in Florida. And I think it's yeah, awesome. phenomenal. Are you guys okay? are you guys related? So, I don't any, think so anything, dude, you talking, anything else you say, anything else you say from here, right. That's of your own doing. So if you're telling me that you have that kind of job and that kind yes. of life, and now you want to add podcasting or writing for fantasy baseball on top of that, that's elective work, man. Yeah. That's elective work.
1: But that because of that, I that's something I already had previous commitments to and this podcast is another podcast that I've committed myself to I don't mind being a part of it but to do all the stuff to help to get that it's like I'm already doing like
0: I I wouldn't be here if not for Mike I wouldn't get to this stage however um oh so you're the one responsible
2: for Zach Mike thanks a lot man no yeah
0: Yeah, he, he is in several ways but at the same time I it was my we we, my, so
1: my, the we built the dra- this together, so to speak. The, the there, draft champions was, was yes, this was, was all sort of my idea. my idea. So I,
0: I still wanted to um, maintain creative control, and part of that creative control is having people on, like you, Mike, the mouth, and that and then at that point, Mike just said, "I'm out of
2: here, I'm out of here." <laughs> but Mike Mike no. said Mike said that's it.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm done. It was funny the first time, maybe the second. Now it's getting old. But um, this <laughs> <Is>, character <Carrot laughs> uh, top.
0: people still uh, do? People still watch carrot top. We go to see yeah, him. I'm, right? I'm
1: sure he's still funny to some people. It's it's like the who's that who's that guy? The damn I forgot it now. Defeats the purpose. Doesn't matter. I was thinking about the I can't think of the guy, the the damn comedian that one we'll listen to anymore. Same. How about guy, the gal the Gallagher how
2: about the how about Gallagher he used to smash the watermelons with a sledgehammer? Do you remember that guy? Is that who you're thinking
1: about? I know
2: he's, I know, he doesn't I remember. He has no idea who Gallagher is. I do, I know obscure Gallagher comics, I know. obscure comics from the eighties. He has no idea any of these people are. I think Gallagher's, Gallagher's dad, right? I was going to say, there's a
1: movie it? I saw. That. I remember seeing something about that in a movie once. So, yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But anyway, going back to me, because I'm going to bring it about me. So, obviously, besides doing what I do for a living, which, I again, I appreciate the praise. I don't ask for it, but thank you anyway. Um, I do have – I have a wife. I have three kids. So, that a lot of my downtime goes to that already. So, what I do, I take, advantage of, I take advantage of my daytimes. I edit a lot of podcasts. I record what I can during the days. I, I write as well, which again, like you said, that, that is my choosing, but I do it because I enjoy it. And I have made a little something on the side because of it. So it's it's kind of, it, it does pay, so to speak. You know, it's not a lot, it is something. And it, all, all this ultimately is what I'm getting at, is just that it kind of takes away from how much I can give to other ventures with me focusing on my own, sort of being selfish in a sense. But it is because I started those ventures prior to other ventures. I've, I've kind of helped try to be a part of more so to just bring it along if anything else i told i told zach the same thing i'm like look this is yours i just wanted to help get you going it looks like i did and he's ran with it but zach, zach, this was definitely all zach. like i'm not taking this away from zach at all because this was all his idea i was just here to supposed to be part of this was supposed to be just a simple thing that he's taken and run with which has been great um, again i'm not trying to take anything away from it it's just i my the amount of time i had to commit to it initially was was not nearly what he actually needs as far as help now so I, I told him like, look, if you, if you, if you want to find somebody else to replace me, I even told him I'm like, feel free. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I get this. You have goals you want to meet. I can't help you get there anymore. Like I, like I used to be able to. So just to be completely honest. And again, I'm all about transparency. So you're going to hear hundred percent truth come out of me when it comes to stuff like this. And I'm just being honest right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean,
0: Mike, and I talked about that and, and I like we've, we've, Fantasy baseball is like synonymous with you, Mike, because we just do like everything. Like we're in the same leagues, blah 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 blah. So I said, anything that I do, I I'm gonna ask you to come along with it. But I understand that resources are tapped and and it is what it is. So we're nothing, nothing. Okay, we all
2: that. acknowledge we all love each other. It's all wonderful. We can all you know hold hands and go off into the sunset together. Nice. Okay, Mike, that's great. So I, I understand you. Do, it, it was all simple until Zach made the fatal decision about bringing me. Onto the show as a regular, and I actually didn't.
1: All... I actually didn't mind. I offered to put your name on the. The I offered to make them a little background thing for the Twitter. Put your name on there. Like I was like, I don't care who your co-host is. I will help promote it. Like I will help fix it up. I will do whatever you need. Like I was actually willing. Like I don't. I really don't care if you're a regular co-host. I called you a regular co-host because no one else wants to say it. I'll say it. You are
2: a co-host on the show. I wouldn't say co-host. Let's not get carried away. You're getting, getting Zach Ray upset now. <laughs> all of a sudden you're anointing me a co-host on the show. <laughs> well, well, maybe, mean, what the maybe, hell maybe, maybe do. We do? Well, we once season, be... I'm telling you, once the season, once, once the season starts in baseball, bro, bro, I'm going on hybridation. I'm focusing on all my teams and, and my money I've invested in my teams. This is a you nice are... creative alley for me
1: trust me i hear you you are like the side chick that became the main piece and now you right. go back to being the side chick during the season that's fine
2: potentially
1: <laughs> yeah but in all seriousness mike i mean he's like, I, he's I like a su- he's like
2: a summertime girl dude, i'm all about yeah. the money bro if i if this, if this turns into a, a multi-million dollar venture then you know then that's great.
1: <laughs> you might you might be hey dude i get it and trust me the money would talk too but there's not enough let's be let's be real you know there's to be to make money in this industry that's guys like over at the athletic like you mentioned there's a reason why they are the gold standard you know what i mean but now we're getting off a whole other
2: tangent because this. I said you you have to find a niche. And this is what I talked. to. That's what I talked to Zach about, right? Because there the, the is there are dozens and dozens and dozens of quote unquote serious fantasy baseball podcasts out there. When it's all analytics and it's all talk about players and it's all about and that, that fills a niche and there's some really good ones out there. You, you know what? Right? There is there is a
0: way where this could be significantly monetized, but it's not anything that uh, we're thinking right now. But um, it could, it, it could happen in the future and it wouldn't just be a podcast. It would be something more. And this brand could be a good start to that.
1: But. Well, how about, how, okay, at this point, I'm not sure what you're editing and what you're keeping. I don't think people care about the last 15 minutes. So I don't know if you want to wrap it up and then kind of take this whole little what the hell I do in my life because nobody cares about my personal life.
2: That, that, is, that is true that is true mike but like no, if, you, if you want to take this like, and edit if you want to edit this podcast i'll let no. you no no no, of there's course no 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 there's no actually, way. this is a, this is a human interest part of the show okay we end with the human interest part we can end it we can go into our, my my great outro music that i gave you all right but again learning a little about mike and learning a little bit about you zach and you know you get you get connected to your you know your your uh, broadcasters and stuff because you don't get a chance to how many other podcasts you listen to you know as much as i like People like Eno Saris, Why their why parents name them Eno? I don't know. And 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 Derek Van I don't know anything about these people. You'd never you'd never get to know much about them on these shows or who they are or what makes them take on these shows. They because they get right into it and it's by the book and it's professional and we got to lay out all these different things and whatever. But there's something to be said for professional entertainment when it when it fits, feel like it, you know make people laugh, make have people have some fun, talk about fantasy baseball. You know, have a unique brand that you need to create inside a, a very. You know, a uh, saturated field of uh, baseball podcasts. So I'm some sure some people would
0: agree and some people would
2: disagree. But the, the, uh, it doesn't matter if some people disagree. It, it goes fine. back to the majority. The the masses are speaking to you right now. The, the, conflict and controversy, entertainment. People like that crap. You know, it feels an itch. It's like a little escape from reality. So, what, you know? about, what, about, what
0: about this? The podcast has co hosts. Mike, Mike's sometimes a co host, he's on. <laughs>
2: Frequently, <laughs> he's, he's, have, he's negotiating on on the air and whatever. hear
0: me out. Don't interrupt me. We have Mike, and then we have Craig. Craig's been on once so far, but he's been he was good. And then, um, uh, but he's going he's going to come on more frequently. And then we have those are the co-hosts. And this is I'm talking. I'm visualizing the banner. Then we have co-host Mike Curlin, co-host Craig McGee, and then we have featuring Mike the Mouth
2: or per diem Mike the Mouth. <laughs>
1: What about featuring? Like, per, like, per
2: diem doesn't, doesn't that, that that insinuates some kind of financial compensation, which is not happening. Anytime no, fair soon. Enough.
1: Hey, I'm not so, making anything either from this. So you know what? Welcome to welcome to my world, man. The,
2: the, actually, the um, full disclosure:
0: the anchor app that we use. Oh, stop! It. You I, don't I, to... I can't even I can't even withdraw the money because we get like for advertising. The, you get a certain like ten cents per like,
2: and yet, yet you put that stupid shameless plug in the damn thing for anchor to start off your damn show. Yeah, to get, about like, how great anchor is. You get is that required? Like basically, basically, Are you required to kiss anchor's ass before you do every show? Is that a yeah, part of the deal? No, That's no, you get you get, you, get, you get
0: you get like ten cents per. You get ten million, cents in royalties for, for every like million people that uh, that listen to the show. And get and the kicker is, I can't even withdraw anything because I'm from Canada. It
2: only what I can. Works I in can the withdraw USA. All i with Mike. quick, everything. frame the account, Mike, and they take off with us. <laughs> with a forty eight. dollars? the five dollars he's made from the show. So I've anointed and, um
0: Craig Treasurer, and he is now going to take all the funds and get us a actual theme song or get some music or well or, I hope or get, or get a proper recording mechanism. So I'm just saying say use, use I hope a, reinvest that the, the big bucks we're making.
1: I hope I hope Craig doesn't I hope I what I do is legal then because my intro, I just created on my own,
2: hoping that it's I'm like, yeah, it's all it's like We'll see what happens,
0: Mike. I'll let you say. It. No one cares, right? No one cares. Look, if you sample, like if
2: you sample music, I mean, I guess there's some kind of like royalty kind of crap with that as well, too. But look, I, one of these days, I have to share with you the links, and, and maybe I'll share with your listeners when I can figure there out. There's a put fair up some-
1: use law, actually. There is whatever
2: but a fair That's use law sure. that
1: as long as it's not like the primary. I I ended up looking a lot into it because as long as it's like like not the primary use of your of your uh, content whatever because you see people make youtube videos all the time about music videos about music in
2: general well if it's for parody purposes you can use it anytime you want so
1: you can can argue that intros and outros they're like a five percent usage at most on your podcast slash whatever you can pretty much suggest and especially if you edit them in any way like taking a snippet not the whole song and
2: Right, we'll just make sure we, we use a good minute plus of my this intro and outro for this one too, because I want a little did a little throwback '80s for this particular show, which I think everybody heard leading in and we lead out. It's nice. Yeah, high talk,
0: we'll talk to Craig and Craig. Like you did a good job on the last one, but I think we want to get it a little bit longer on the intro. The outro was perfect.
1: I, well, I because think he, honestly, I think nobody gives a crap anymore. We we said we wouldn't do this, and it's almost two hours. Yeah, it's almost they know, two hours again. But they, but they know the
2: last like. But, but they were hooked. Is, it, but they were hooked. But they're they're still enthralled from the, 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 the movie theater brawls things are hanging out to see if anything else good no, pops no. up the rest of the the, th- of at the this
1: point they skip through that just to get to this part <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is actually better than right, the- right i'm telling you mike you, you, you have a lot you have a lot to learn man you have a lot to learn about about, about doing this this medium but that's I'm, okay, doing,
1: man. I'm doing all right man i can't complain with my my, my mild my very mild success i cannot complain <laughs> extremely <laughs> <laughs>
2: I cannot All right, that's boys. My, my, my. It's been it's been it's been real, man. It's been another experience, another another two, two hours of my life. I'm not going to get back. See, Jeff Zimmerman complains about 15 fucking minutes of his life. I I used two hours of my oh, life. Here we go. It's 1:20 in the go, morning man. here, Here's Eastern Time. Blocks. you. Yeah, should, I'm with, you, you know? should
0: tell him to listen to this re-
2: episode in in reverse. I think everybody <laughs> should be listening. I think you, I think you should. There should be some incentive for people to share this. You know, put it out there. And share it if they liked it. So okay, we'll, let's we'll wrap it up out. on a high note. Like,
0: let's like let's just wrap it up. Um, maybe say goodbye to Dexter the cat or something like that. Have a have a mess, have a send off message to him or something like. Just admit your, defeat. That,
2: admit, see, admit your just, defeat. we created a we created a fucking monster with the deck damn Dexter. We gave all that kid that cat, you know, all that damn publicity now. So now I, it's become uh, a battle because people are just feeling bad for the cat and following the damn cat for, no, inexplic- for inexplicable reasons. I wouldn't no even feel bad for the mind. cat. What? You have I no idea no about idea. the cat. I had no have, idea that this was a thing.
1: Dexter the cat, huh?
2: At Dexter, you know that that's like Ray Flowers' cat. This is what we had this conversation about. Dex? You know the people, people having nothing better to do than create Twitter. Oh accounts no, no, for no, 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 no! You're looking at the wrong one. There, there's, <laughs> oh, there's, there's, sef- there's several of them. Oh, there's not, a Dexter- but the, no! But the sad thing is, is there are, there are that many pathetic people in the world that create fucking Twitter accounts for cats? That's oh my the goodness! Pro-
0: there's
1: like seven of them.
0: Right? Yeah, you want to? You want the Dexter Kitty? That's Ray Flowers' cat. Dexter He's, Kitty. It, it has the, it, yeah, the Dexter Kitty. It has a modest 402 followers. But then if you – I think the one you looked at probably has like 10,000
2: followers. Yeah. Quite one. impressive.
1: The one I looked at had over 11,000. I was like, <laughs> you're never going to catch that guy. <laughs> uh,
2: 11,000 <laughs> 11, freaking morons follow a fucking cat on Twitter, bro. I, I, I'm telling you, if you're listening to this show and you are – an ad- the, the Dexter Kitty file, you should be ashamed of yourself. That's all I got to tell you. I, I, if, you're wait, if you're waiting around for something from a fucking cat to pop up in your Twitter feed, something prophetic, okay, or prolific to pop up in your Twitter feed from a fucking cat, all right, you got a problem. You, you really do. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. You have a mental problem. You are in desperate need of some kind of therapy, you know, or, or, or attention. You really are. So I, I just think you need to reprioritize your, your, uh, what you're following out there because I'm just, it, it makes absolutely no sense.
1: <laughs> you're still really 10 followers me. away.
2: <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still 10 behind. Yeah, that's the joke of the whole damn thing. I can't, I can't surge out of a fucking cat. You know? <laughs> you know, yeah, this, 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 this thing, his, his best content last week was probably shitting in a litter box. That was probably his best content. It was so at, better uh, than yours. <laughs> you know? it's, not, it's not even better than mine. You know? So, how so long have you been on Twitter? Look at how much Curland. Look, see, the way Curland is laughing right now. Like he's almost brought the tears in his no, That's how most kind. of these people, most of the listeners as they're <laughs> listening in the car, okay, are, have been laughing their ass off throughout the course of the show. Mm. You know, they have been. I
1: think like, you know, listen, how,
2: look people how people listen to this when they're driving? Look how entertained, Mike, Mike look. look. How entertained have you been, you, you know, you went from hating me Coming on the show, and I entertain you for, for two two hours tonight. I told entertain you.
1: you. I, I I was honest. I initially was like, "What the hell's wrong with this guy?" Then I realized it's just who you are, and I'm like, hey, "This guy's not too bad." And now tonight, I'm laughing at you because you're still beat. You're still being beat by a cat. Yet you, <laughs> I can't, I can't. And,
2: and the good thing about it is because I don't take myself that seriously. I, I can I can be okay, I can be okay uh, yeah. with being beat by a, a fucking cat on Twitter. You, right. Have right. you have best
0: more, part, you have more listens on our episode than you have followers on Twitter, and you've been on Twitter for a year.
2: That's right, but I, I don't spend part- my life trying so to that- mine that just- for followers. That Twitter. just shows how part-
0: that
1: just shows how dependent you are on the show. In all seriousness, though, the best part is this guy has better ratio than all of us. Like none of us. Like yeah, they He's like he only follows like seventy five people. Has over. Yeah, the cat. The followers. cat has a better ratio. Yeah, but has a better ratio than all of. No, us. but did you go? Did you did you
0: do a deep dive? I know you. I know you love your deep dives, Mike. Did you do a what? deep dive into who he follows?
2: The cat's no. fucking. The cat's fucking following like CNN. Why? Because, because because again, it, 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 just, just in case well, people look. aren't aware of this, okay? Because unless unless, unless he has an anthropomorphic cat. Okay. cats don't have the ability to choose who they're following whatever there has to be someone behind them doing that so what happens is <laughs> in, in, as part of ray you talk about having four kids you know three kids you have three kids and a wife yeah. see ray has none of these things he has no kids he's got no other all he has to do all day long is is put out content on his and for his cat that's what well, he does like, you know he'll what? get up in the morning he'll get up in the morning step one he gets out of bed okay step two Brush teeth. Step three, you know, have a bowl of have a bowl of cocoa puffs. Step four, you know, f- film cat in litter box, put it on Twitter. Step five, write my fantasy baseball content. That's the extent of his day. Okay, what you, look what you do in a course of a day, Mike. Look what I do over the course of a day. You
1: know, that's his his, his thing. I really, I mean, maybe this is just the PC thing, but I personally have no problem with it. I just think it's funny that you seem to be so upset about this cat. (laughs)
0: So let me just, let me just get back to this. So you has 74 followers, the cat is following Uh CNN politics, NASA, uh, Politico, National Geographic, um, ABC seven news. So it's very, it's very like intellectual.
2: It's a very intellectual uh, and and it's actually
0: very progressive United Nations, Hubble, um, I could go on. Mar- well, Ray, 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 Marie, but, but then but then, no. but then you get into like but then you also realize you get to know the cat just by looking at the followers. He's following, um, uh, I believe. Uh, actually, he's not really following
2: any baseball analysts. Just a lot of baseball analysts follow him.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. He's a, John. Very, he's a very
2: he's a very he's a very you know uh, you know democratic cat because he's from California. That's what he that's what he follows. Democratic outlets. That's what he Listen, says. man.
1: I think I might. I, I might just follow. I might unfollow you and follow Dexter Kitty. Just. I thought you different. already were
2: following the deck, the cat. I, no. I thought You were already
1: doing that. No, I'm about to though, because this is awesome. I'm actually now. I'm actually a bigger fan of the cat than I am of yours. But nah, the thing is, awesome. why, why
0: would you follow the cat? You're not going to get a follow back. Look at that ratio. He only follows like a like. I know. But you're not, you're, not, you're, you're not a CNN. He's not going to follow you back.
1: I'm not even good enough. For, I'm not even that good of a fancy analyst to get followed back. Kidding me? That's right this is awesome I'm so excited about this cat now I'm just looking at his feed
2: yeah he's gonna do better marketing for the cat now than he's gonna do for your own damn show Zach that's the problem oh, but sure. spent, if, Girl, he spent, or- if he was just as if he if was if he was half enthusiastic about this show as he was about the damn cat we just brought up to him you'd be you already be you already be in the top 10 podcast in fantasy baseball but he's not that's the problem
0: well, okay no can't can, can you have the best of both worlds
2: I'm just look
1: does this podcast eat bacon no but this cat does on twitter what's up What. <laughs> The picture of him like eating or like, chewing on a piece of bacon or something. Where are you seen that? So, yeah. I scrolled that, down twelve twenty nine.
0: You're going into last year.
1: Like 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 <laughs> I should just, know where you are. I'm just scrolling down the feed and I see the cat eating a piece of bacon.
2: So that's, we need, we, that's what we need to do, With Zach. We have to start adding. Videos of what Mike the Mouth does over the course of a ce- of a certain day, doing certain things, right? This yeah. is multiple Mike, did you listen? Did, did
0: Mike, did Mike uh, Curlin, did you listen to us talk about the cat? Uh, in the no. Like, you, like I said, you got to listen to it. Because I gotta cat, go
1: back and listen to it now. It's
0: like an hour fifty six into the. Like, it's honestly like verbatim what we're doing right now. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like fucking Groundhog Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're, the exact same yeah. conversation. It's so, exactly. so,
1: so my this mind so big being blown, blown right now, and I'm super entertained by this cat. You know, we, the, should, dude, we should, we should, have a, we should
0: have a segment of this podcast, and it's just this. Oh, it's <laughs> us getting blown away by this
2: cat, and it's like us acting like it's the first time we've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I and I and, it. You know, and the sad thing of it, and the sad thing of it is, okay, when this comes out, and you're gonna reference Dexter Kitty again, and Ray <laughs> is gonna, is gonna be forced to listen to this podcast at this point and listen to the whole thing and all and and, and he's gonna be sitting there right just with this smile on his face like picture like the grinch from the Grinch all christmas looking like that with that kind of smile because this this made his entire life because his cat is getting famous because of the time the air time we're giving the damn cat and the fact that the cat's beating me which he's loving because you know he 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 loves when i rip on him as well i just tagged you both in a picture <laughs> Well, it'll be good stuff. See, see, like I Zach. See what happens? We got curl. You, you got curl on the show, and already he's doing his job for you once again. Like he should have been doing it the first time, right?
1: Yeah, look at the picture, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so I'm so tired. There's a picture of him and the cat eating bacon out of his mouth. The cat loves bacon. This cat is
2: awesome. Hi, <laughs> <right>, boys. Yeah. <laughs> We have to. We have to bring this thing home, man. We have to bring it home. We're getting a little punchy. What, do
0: you want to like exit
1: the multiple you want to Send us off? I got nothing. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> we'll talk <to> you later. <laughs> Mike the Follow him at Mike
0: Misato. Yeah. Me, he, needs, he needs at least 13 more followers to
2: exit the cat. Yeah, let's, let's try. Let's have me try to surge. I had the, 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 the kitty, and I'll, maybe I'll get on and I'll start eating some bacon. Maybe it's a race to five,
0: maybe it's a race to 500, and we'll put some we'll put some money in the. Line. We'll do that. Put we'll some do. money where your mouth is because you know what, the high the high stakes the high stakes is where it's at. So we'll, all we'll, right, we'll, man. We'll think of
2: something. Thanks we'll again. Think of something. Mike, great, great, great talking to you, man. Great yeah. talking to you, Zach. It was again. Fun. All right. And, it, was, uh, it was a
0: really good episode. Thanks a lot, Mike. All
2: right, guys. Let's let's see if we can uh, make this be like a thousand, and it's just on the show alone. Let's do it. Peace out. All right, bye bye.